everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, a Digimon rewatch experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Nina. And I'm Tom. And today, we're here to talk about episodes 24 through 26 of Digimon Frontier, and I have had it up to here with these writers, honestly. It's, uh, it's not great. I mean, like, we are... We are only halfway through this uh, informal uh, Sakakumon arc, as it were, and already I just am so tired of this setup. It's just so, uh, it's very frustrating to to sit through. As someone who's new to this, uh, I'm 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 like these are fine episodes, I guess, but yeah, kind of dull. Um, and yeah, I feel like we've seen this stuff better elsewhere. Yeah. So kind of, kind of, uh, if this is going to go on for another three episodes at least, then oof. Uh, not that I expect much of Frontier, you know. <laughs> but the but thing you know, that makes me very like frustrated is the fact that like there is attempts at character development in these episodes. Dare I say these are attempts that I actually like in a handful of cases, and I think. With a fair amount of rewriting that would only you would only need to specifically do in these episodes themselves, really, could actually be pretty pretty good, in my opinion. For again, considering the considering the groundwork we have of Frontier, this is this will not be like Tamer's level, but I think there is potential, and they just really squander it so badly. See, I think the problem with every single episode going, they could have done it better if they did this. It just shows the the show is fundamentally flawed. Like instead of yeah, no, I mean, you know, I'll never. To cry that I I agree, yeah. but what I'm saying is, my my rewrite brain sees all of these like gleaming ideas of like, hey, there's this, this, and this, and I I honestly think there's a somewhat interesting through line throughout all of these characters and their sort of like attempts at development within this Sakakumon arc, and I think there are some interesting ideas and potential, but they just they back off whenever they have ideas and like they never commit. And they're already very, like, jumbled from the beginning. So it is... They're just working uphill the entire time. Absolutely. It, it, it's a lot of things of where, for a lot of this episode... So the, the concept of these three episodes is that, essentially, it's 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 the it's the gang, face their inner demons and all this sort of stuff and insecurities and so on. And it's kind of like, well, this only works when you've got sympathetic characters. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't in this case. So Dare it's I say, kind of a even flawed idea. Sympathetic characters, this can still provide at least to be interesting. If not, like I won't sympathize with them. But again, like it is a thing of like they back off on their ideas before they can really get the ball rolling, which is a shame, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. just it, like it's. Yeah, I just think like. Every single week we do this podcast, we talk about what could have been done better. And every single week, it's like, I think the show just needs to be better in general. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's difficult to, um, it's difficult to like, you know, sit here and go, what can we do to make this better? When the que- the answer to that question is everything. Like, I think you could, you could <laughs> literally take every yes. single episode and find something that you could improve on uh, to make the show more enjoyable. Can we just, like, read one of those, like, really comprehensive, like, frontier fic rewrites where, like, they actually put in thought and effort into the entire thing and, like, do the podcast on that instead? <laughs> no. No, let's... No. <laughs> Tom's like, I don't want to experience a potentially good thing. See, I I think our experience doing this is important, though, because I don't know about YouTube, but this is putting into sharp perspective what does and doesn't work about previous seasons. 
Like no, exactly. Rewatching Zero Two, especially the sub, which is a different show from the dub, um, just made me realize how much I liked about it. Even though for years, at the side of the back of my mind, it's like, oh, this is my second least favorite season of Digimon. Um, but after experiencing like the a the original vision and b just viewing the dub through a different lens. Um, it just made me appreciate it a lot more. And I think this is doing the opposite, is looking at Frontier through a critical lens is making me realize how much stuff in it doesn't work. Because in my memory, in my brain, what sticks out is like a few episodes that are really bad and the rest is just mediocre. But like revisiting it, no, there's a lot of bad. Like it's not just a couple episodes that are bad. Like there's so many more that I remember that are like achingly terrible. And it is making me appreciate, you know, earlier seasons and later seasons more because it shows like you know what happens when you try to just recreate what came before you without any thought or vision versus taking bold risks and doing your own thing like you know because there are shows that strike a good balance of both i think savers is a great example of a season that both has some really good homages to the original seasons like one through three mostly but also does enough original that it feels fresh and new at the same time. Um, and Frontier fails on both fronts. Like, it it fails when it tries to, you know, call back to the original series, and it fails when it tries to do something new, because the new stuff it does is just so woefully incompetent in its implementation um, that it just ends up feeling like a whole... Like, it feels like a wet fart of a show, essentially. <laughs> like, it's just the most disappointing uh, project on, on every front. And I'm... I think these episodes are an interesting example of how, in attempting to, you know, retread, uh, you know, tried and true ideas and try new ideas, it fails in both respects. So um, ex- I'm really excited to talk about these episodes because even though I didn't enjoy them, I think there are, there's definitely some good stuff to talk about. Yeah. But before we talk about that, because we are going to have a lot to talk about, I have a lot to say, to say, to say it lightly. We do have... A little bit of ghost game intrigue, a little bit of theory crafting from the Nova cast. So we have some new dim cards for like the vital bracelet and whatnot that have been announced that are specifically ghost game branded. One is for a Digimon who is, as far as I have, I have seen, I'm pretty sure is the case, brand new, called Espimon. And it is like... I've heard the term thrown around a lot of Buzz Lightbear, and I think that's pretty apt. Sure. He kind of reminds me a bit of um, the old, uh, not the old, uh, the Taiko drums, that the mascots oh, from yeah. the Taiko. Yeah, Don, Don Chan. Don Chan, yeah, yeah. So th- that's, it's kind of cute. It's like a, it's like a little rocket, uh, but like a, like a bear-themed rocket. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. once I saw him with color, I really grew to like dig his vibes because I resumably saw like a, <laughs> the black and white image and I was like, this looks kind of weird. But, you know, seeing him in color, his cute little cy- cyan self, I'm digging him. Yeah, it's, it's a very cute design. And yes, also in that pack, we have Ryudamon, who is not a new Digimon by any means. He's a little like dragon dude. He's been featured in um, the Cyber Sleuth games. I am at least his evolutions have been. So I think he might be. I probably should have looked this up, but I think he might be in the um, X X virus, whatever X. You know the, the, the CG film. 
Um, I, yeah, the C- the CG the CG film, but I'm not sure. Yeah, the, the base form is in Cyber Sleuth as well. Um, okay. The, yeah, the entire line is is included. Right. But it's uh, kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So interesting to see what they do with these two, with these two. Uh, I think it's a bit too late in the. The game, the ghost game. Uh, it's a bit too late. It's a bit too late, maybe, to introduce like two brand new characters to go alongside these two as partners. I mean, it's not impossible, but like, Tom, it, look at like. Basically I'll be surprised every... if that's what the show does. When did we get um Kari in the original, like episode thirty something? Like, this, yeah. this is not a new concept. Like, we're we're still due for a, a quote unquote sixth ranger in Frontier pretty soon. So. I guess so. I like, guess I, so. I, get what I, you I don't mean. know something about it. I think I think it's because of the episodic format. It feels very weird to slot someone in, especially potentially two. Maybe I'm just looking at this the wrong way because, like, I think I'm pretty. I'm looking at like back on back on the other shows retroactively, and I'm like aware of how many people are in it, and then I've become used to like Ghost Game having this trio, and then suddenly there's like another character and so on that's gonna come in, and then uh, uh, oh, potentially other characters. I don't know. Who knows? But but these these two Digimon will 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 appear. I think it's also because Ghost Game has been so so very slow about like the the like the plot hooks, yeah. like the, the overarching plot, and that's fine because it's just not what that show is. It's it's an episodic Monster of the Week show to yeah. the to the to the end. But it's um yeah, it's I feel like I don't expect them to do a whole lot. Of stuff with any new characters they introduce, because again, we'll get into this because I think we're going to do a ghost game like sort of roundup catch up thing uh, in in the coming weeks because we want to. Yeah, you know, it's, it's about halfway through the show and we kind of just want to reflect on how we're finding it so far. Um, I have I have many thoughts, uh, but generally positive about it, um, and I think. Some of that will definitely touch on like the plot threads. I think that yeah. show has as as littered about it. Comprehensive about its, uh, ghost, so ghost ghosted game check in will be arriving to a podcast near you in the near future. Yes, when we don't have three episodes of Frontier to cover. So before, uh, so not this week. We move on though. I want to present my theory, and this will be like my sealed envelope. This will be dropped into all of time, so I can be mocked and ridiculed as need be. So there's been a. All right a color theory going around for for the the partners of the main kids um i i just need to pick it up so the color theory is that gammamon represents rgb right like the rgb yeah. color scheme yeah yeah, yeah. and then then uh, there is also the cymk so we have the y who is angoramon which is yellow um m for magenta for jellymon and K, which is like black for a Gulus Gamamon, but no C, and C is Cyan. And that adorable little bear is oh, pretty is looking pretty Cyan to me. Okay, so what about Ryudamon? Uh so my theory with Ryudamon is that he's um Hokuto's partner, uh Hero's dad. That's my theory personally. Okay. That makes sense. Like, yeah, like some, I, sort, of, I like some sort of guardian or something that he's going around the digital world with, type of deal. I, that's this is my theory. Uh, I've heard I've, I've heard the color theory from other people. Like that is not something I came up with. I am not that smart or informed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't I'm know. Just like, yeah, be. I know you um, aren't that smart. It's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I was more like, uh, okay. No, uh, I know. You, you, 
being self-deprecating again. I mean, I, that's just being honest. Uh, I am not smart enough to to connect <laughs> RGB and CYMK. But also, you're also you avoid the trap of overthinking things, I guess, which is certainly what could be happening here. It could. Because, I don't know. This would be an um, incredible I'd like bit to... they were pulling if this was all fake. <laughs> just so happens they're covering. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you can kind of cover. You're gonna cover most colors. I know you. You want the Digimon to like stand out against each other, right? So you're gonna pick colors effectively. But yeah, I guess I guess having like cyan and magenta, like those kinds of specific colors, I suppose could be could be onto something there. So uh, interesting to know more. I could see Epsimon being more of like a support unit of some sort, that would kind be of neat. like I don't know, like I could I could see that thing like hauling uh, Black Gatomon around, uh, but. Uh, yeah. Um, who knows? There's a new episode of Ghost Game tomorrow, so <laughs> your entire theories could be blown into pieces. I, I want to uh. see like Gammon riding on Epsimon, like say like the Pikachu on Pidgeotto type thing. I think that would be fun. <laughs> I used to, sure, I used sure. to like theory craft about the show a lot every week, but like every single week, it always proves my theory is wrong. So I've just kind of given up, and I'm, I'm along for the ride at this point. <laughs> that's you know what? That's yes, probably the best yes. way to play it. It's yeah. I I don't want to get too ahead of things because like obviously I'm not fully caught up, and I want to save most of my thoughts for when we actually do do a retrospective. But like, I I I appreciate the the episodic nature of this show. I don't think that I'm that bothered by the fact that it doesn't have like an overarching quote unquote plot yet. Because Tamers also took a long time to to get its quote unquote plot going, and I think it's a really good show. So, um. I'm just I just love the the weekly horror uh, homages. I love, I love trying to guess which movie or TV show they're they're pastiching every week. I still want Digimon like uh, Alien. Let's have Ruli and the uh, the the loader thing, and she can <laughs> fight. She can fight. Um, who would be like a Xenomorph Digimon? Uh, Davidramon. Davidramon. Boom. There you go. Chimeramon. Even there. That would be that would be hype. <laughs> Toei hired me. <laughs> like we already, we already, yes. we already got a saw episode, so I, I can't really complain. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. That ice episode um, episode should have been the thing. Honestly, it should have just been like a creepy, like, like, the, like could have had that dog thing, like the dog scene with yeah. uh, like Gammon. That would have been horrible. <laughs> it would have been really cool. Yeah, I think. It's interesting, like the the type of um, selections they're making um, for homages, because like there are some really good like obscure throwbacks in here. I mean, obviously it's less obscure in Japan, but like one of the episodes is a throwback to the movie Hausu, which like you know is is pretty vintage. That's that's a, a cool thing to to reference that most of the target audience wouldn't get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Ghost Game, uh, there is also a character who shows up, who showed up recently in Ghost Game, who uh, uh, was in, is is in this is in this batch of episodes we're going to be covering. So uh, I may make some comparisons to them. So if you're not caught up on Ghost Game, uh, too bad. I don't think it'll be any. It won't be any like plot, like like show spoilers. It'll just be for like that specific episode, perhaps. So just fair warning in case anyone's going to be not wanting to hear that. I suppose. Yeah. Um, my my yes. last hope, uh, last on the the ghosted game news, um, Gremlins two episode one. That's all I got to say. I want like a big <laughs> stupid 
like schlocky horror film <laughs> that just bursts into a musical at one point, and like Hulk Hogan can show not Hulk Hogan actually don't sh- have him show up, but <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, so, he's someone equivalent, someone pre- equivalent he's in the present. A uh, pile, pile Volcomon. I have a pile Volcomon. He's, he's there you a wrestler. Go. He's a wrestler. There you, there you go. Yeah. Volcomon, he's on. He's this week as well. I mean, he's no, cool. Volcom, just just Volcomon is more um, uh, Doctor of Thugonomics era John Cena. Paolo Volcomon is more <laughs> Hulk Hogan. There you okay, go. Okay, I'm not I'm not clued up entirely with Volcomon. This is my first. This is my first experience with Volcomon. This <laughs> is your first <laughs> okay, rodeo. You're you're a Volca version. Yes. Yeah, I'm losing my Volca. <laughs> oh, I don't want to <laughs> next. Bit. Your Volcan um, <laughs> Next bit. Hey, can we uh, talk? Uh, again? We have. Hey. Yeah, we can. Great. <laughs> we have uh, we had a new trailer as well for uh, Survive. Survive. Uh, in, in news this week, uh, it is still it's still coming out. It's still coming it's out. Released next month. Released next month. There's still, no dub. There's no dub. No dub. Yeah, which fine. Not surprising. Yeah, these, these games are made. These games are made with like you know barely any cash. Yeah. At all. So fine. There's a ten dollar budget to these games, and honestly, like. As long, this yeah. game's coming out, so I'm happy for that. Yes, yes, it made it. Or, you know, unless something something unforeseen happens and somehow it's getting delayed again or something like that. I don't know. Did you want to survive got lost in the Bermuda but... Triangle on the way to Anime Expo? <laughs> like, oh no, it turns out it ended up in, including an offensive song or something. I'm trying to think of like things that have like, happened to games in like the lead up to launch and there's like, there's been at least two instances of like games with like Oh, this is like kind of sacrilegious. This piece of music you've included, like I think Ocarina of Time had that problem, and yeah, little little big planet had that problem. Yeah, as well, little planet had it. So. Street Fighter Street Fighter Five had it as well. Oh, did it? Yeah. Okay. So that could happen. That could happen. Who knows? Um, but no. Uh, but yeah, seriously, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, the dub. I, I didn't necessarily expect a dub, so that's fine. Neither did I. Um, yeah, I mean, even even though the last or uh, next order got one, the last Digimon game to come out, th- this is kind of a different beast. So it'd be a lot of voice acting. Yeah, a lot, a lot. So, uh, but yeah, we're stalling. That's about it for news. That's about it for news. Oh, we did get some. We did get some fun art uh, from the upcoming partners. Uh, sorry, did you? The first? Digimon Partners Twitter account posted some fun art from the from the upcoming. Uh, Digifest. Featuring and, only uh, my yeah, children it's... and no one else. Only only the Zero Two cast showed up to say hello. So, no one else showed up. It had the like grown up Zero Two cast, uh, as in the cast of the film that they're making, um, and uh, which I guess I don't know. I feel like they probably have confirmed it, but it, fe- it still feels like oh, are they actually going to do like a follow up to Last Evolution Kazuna yeah. with the with the O Two kids? I mean, that, like, that's, yes, that's, that's, that's basically been confirmed. This is like a sequel. I'm... I'm so happy. This is this is legit what we were talking about wanting in um, in our last Evolution Kazuna podcast. So. You all have I, no I idea was... how happy I am that like my children are coming back. They're coming back. From, I've missed them so much. Yeah, I was kind. Of, I was kind of all also. I was kind of always sort of of the opinion that like you do an ending like that, you're done. You, you leave it. You move on. Do something else. But. I got there's ways you could do it. Just, I guess it like just don't it, put tie if, in it. If not, don't put tie in that. Just don't even yeah. mention them. Yeah. Yeah, they probably they probably will. Like they probably will. Like do we'll that. probably have like the beginning with like a like a phone call like that Davis is finishing up with uh with Ty type of thing. Yeah. Like checking on his mentor know. type I, of deal. I hope it's good. Um I'm really curious about what they do. I wonder if they have a I wonder if they try and do some of the like 
plot threads which got dropped. They won't. You know, because they, do they, they do any Dark the, Ocean the, stuff? The plot of like, oh, the, the the very first Digimon and partner type of thing. I doubt they will return to the well of like, literally like any of that stuff. I would yeah, be surprised I, if they, like... They, if if we if saw like a lot of old stuff, like if we, I would be surprised if we heard a mention of Oikawa. To be honest, if they're if they're willing to touch the Dark Ocean, which was you know Chiaki Kanaka's baby, after what happened last year, that their balls are enormous, just the most gigantic, <laughs> just absolutely full, just fucking like a wrecking wrecking ball size, <laughs> just clanking all over the okay, place. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right, all right. Um, uh, okay, well, I'm I'm interested to see whatever it is, and I guess we'll we'll probably get. I was going to say we'll probably get a trailer at, at, at Digifest, but I feel like I've seen enough of these like live streams from Japanese companies to know better than to like expect what should be obvious. Remember I don't know, how like, I stayed that... up like ha- like super long to like hope for uh, anything on the Zero Two movie to report back to you both on, and it was literally just one key art of Davis. Uh, literally, yeah. Aside from that that Capcom announcement earlier in the week, I've never been blue balled that hard. <laughs> and at least the Capcom one, they gave us Dragon's yeah. Dogma too, like two days later. Sure, I guess so. Um, but yeah, okay, so we've got that coming up. Uh, but the, yeah, the focus of that show is definitely like Frontier Anniversary and O2, uh, O2 movie. So uh, kind of weird that they wouldn't also like, you know, include the Ghost Game Kids <laughs> because that show's still going to be going. Oh, well. Probably. They'll, but, they'll um... get their time in 20 years. No, I'm I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess it is more of a <laughs> more of a nostalgia thing or something. But like, uh, I don't know. No one's nostalgic with Frontier. That's a lie. If you if they're trying to tell me people are nostalgic with Frontier, uh, they're full of shit. There's I'm sorry. there's, there's just... Stockholm syndrome is a thing. <laughs> is that out of pocket? I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. No, no, Back no, no. Not so, not so. Um, We're stall. We're still stalling. Yeah. Let's talk about Digimon Frontier, the show, uh, episode 24, food 26. Oh, how about it? How about we do it? Can yeah, we talk was... about, like, Yoli and Kari instead? No. Okay. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> we did that already. Wait till the movie. When we, when we Look, Sloan, just, just hold on to the fact that we're going to have a whole new movie to talk and about. And they're going to be Sorry, girlfriends in it. Toei. My no, uncle at Toei no. told me. Give up on that dream immediately to save yourself. Kari and Yoli are going to be girlfriends. I'm manifesting it. Okay. Someone, Mina, start before I start going off the rails completely. (laughs) All right. So we're going to start off with episode 24, which aired in September 22nd, 2002 in Japan and February 11th, 2003 in North America. The English title is Alone But Never Alone, which is a reference to the 1986 Number one uh, Billboard charting jazz album by artist Larry Carlton, and sure. That's in Japanese cool. it's called "The Confrontation with Volcomon: Junpei's Fierce Struggle with His Past." It was written in English by Steve Bloom, who's you know a, a, an appropriate choice for writer this episode, considering this is the episode that focuses on his character. Written in Japanese by Sukihiro Tomita, and directed by Tetsuji Nakamura. All right, so. This episode starts with the group continuing their quest across the, the Dark Continent towards the Rose Morning Star. And along the way, the ground just kind of collapses beneath them, and they're sucked into this big, freaky-looking structure made up of a bunch of different like balls connected by corridors or passages. Biblically accurate legendary warrior. Fans of best-selling book of all time, <laughs> the Bible, might recognize this as a reference to the Sephirot, which is like a, you know, a, a famous bit of biblical imagery there. 
But for those of you who aren't... Also, 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 also my main in Smash Bros. <laughs> so carry on. But yeah, those, those of you who are Christ heads, let me, let me explain uh, <laughs> a little bit to you. So it's, it's one of those, like, designs or, like, you know, images that you a lot of people have probably seen. It's a, like a bit of Hebrew symbolism in which the, the ten, like, elements or attributes in the Kabbalah are kind of linked together in different ways. And it is the way in, in which kind of reality is sustained and also the way it kind of holds up higher, like, metaphysical realms as well. So it's, yeah, obviously like a very, very like religious concept. And that is why this structure, which it turns out to actually be a Digimon, it's called, it's called Sephiratmon in the Japanese version. In English, it's changed to Sakakumon, with Sakaku being the Japanese word for illusion or hallucination, probably because they wanted to get away from the, the religious imagery there. But anyway, yeah, so they get stuck into this big Sakakumon thing. It's not really explained what this thing is yet. But while they're in there, they kind of find themselves in a weird fleshy tunnel. And they all kind of look around, and JP finds that at the end of the tunnel, there's like a big eyeball. And while he's investigating that, a hand grows out of the wall and shows him into the eyeball, which teleports him into one of the spheres of Sakakumon called the Earth Area. So it's this big kind of like barren wasteland full of like volcanic vents and, and like cracks in the earth and whatnot. And... He encounters Volcamon, which is a, a Digimon that is both volcano-themed and rapper-themed for some reason. Well, there is a reason. It's just a bit obscure. And he's spitting fire. Yeah, he's, he's spitting fire. He's dropping dro- 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 fire. Hot bars. Yeah. <laughs> he is he, okay. So he is specifically a reference to like an actual Japanese rapper. We'll get into that later, though. I, I don't want to take up too much time in the in the recap. So yeah, Volcamon appears in front of him, starts you know talking shit and saying he has no friends. And JP thinks for a second, oh shit, what if I don't actually have any friends? Because he thinks back to the beginning of the episode when everyone was talking smack about him and saying he's a terrible leader and making fun of the way he dresses and talks and whatever. Which, you know, is pretty consistent with how big assholes this group of chuckleheads is. So he's he's pretty mentally rattled by that. Digivolves into Beetlemon, surprisingly manages to beat Volcamon pretty effortlessly, and then absorbs his, his fractal code. But Volcamon's words kind of stick with him, and especially this one part where he said that, oh, it was probably one of your friends that pushed you into the eye. So he, he starts hearing this voice in his head that like makes fun of him more and kind of causes him to flashback to how he was in school, how all of his classmates would ignore him unless he was like actively bribing them with like food or magic tricks or whatever. And then the voice kind of manifests as JP's shadow, his, his true self, if you will. And then kind of starts, like, attacking him with all these different Beetlemon forms. He basically just becomes, like, a black Beetlemon. So he he summons up a bunch of, like, doppelgangers of the rest of the gang who start calling him names and and taunting him. And JP kind of is locked in battle with his, his, his shadow self. But he gets his ass kicked and reverts back to his human form. Just in the nick of time, the rest of the group kind of just stumbles across the eyeball portal, and after getting harassed by all the gross hands coming out of the walls, they all digivolve and get shoved through the portal as well, and start cheering on JP. JP kind of gets angry and, and incensed at how his shadow keeps telling them that you know he's going to kill all, all of his friends, so that he really will be alone. So he beast spirit evolves into Metal Kabuterimon slash Bulgamon, which causes the shadow to also slide evolve into, into Bulgamon. 
and JP wins pretty soon afterwards by sticking his cannon right up in his face and, and firing point blank to vaporize him. But in the process, the, the blowback from that explosion reverts him back to his true form, and he kind of, like, you know, gets all sappy and gushes about how much everyone means to him. And just as it seems like they're going to head off together on another, like, you know, to explore the rest of the, the, the Sakakuman chambers, a bunch of more hands appear and kind of shove everyone into different portals, and they are once again separated, which kind of makes this resolution feel really pointless. And that is the end of the episode. I am a shadow, the true self. <laughs> yeah, Persona I was thinking five that the reference. Time. Is that just like jazz, which also came from. Okay. All right. <laughs> Next bit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Um. Is it? It feels this felt very this felt very uh, trippy. I don't know. It's Very. it's like yeah okay the the villains have to like literally fight themselves and the manifestations of their insecurities and it's blah. A, it's blah, a fun blah. trope. I'll before. say that. Yeah, it's not it's not a bad thing to like try out. I think this and my problem with this trope in general for like these set of episodes they're going to be doing it in is just kind of like. The characters don't need. This isn't a like reflection time for the characters. The characters still need like more character development. Yeah, they need first. more character. I don't know. For yeah, for me it is. A lot of these setups are kind of interesting, and especially like as they sort of look back on like the the their past. I think that's kind of interesting. But these characters aren't enough of characters to actually do this just yet. Like Tom, you remember how you were saying like uh, JP should have had like a a whole like complex against Takuya type of deal. I think this would have been a perfect opportunity to dig into that more, especially because I he was like, I'm going to be the leader, and everyone's like, dang, JP, you sure are stupid as rocks and suck, type of deal. <laughs> yeah, I think it might, be, yeah, it might have been better absolutely if it was more about, like, his specific relationships with the gang, or rather than just a general, like, everyone, everyone thinks you suck and hate you, yeah. and it's like, I'm well, the guy who sucks, yeah, it, and I have depression. It also just seems to like not really stick. Like JP, JP does a lot of bit stuff where it's like, oh, what if I, what if, what if he's right or whatever. But it doesn't really go into like any sort of uh, acceptance. And he still, and he still like refutes a lot of the stuff that um, that the shadow says and, and that Volcomon says before beforehand, like yeah. about him or whatever. So it's just kind of like, eh, it's, it's at kind the of end, he's just like, you guys are my friends, and we're like, yeah, sure. And he's like, I'll never doubt you guys again. You're like my family. I love you guys so much. And everyone's just kind of like, okay, whatever. And it's like, no, you I can't see... just immediately have him 180 from, I don't know about like my ability to maintain real meaningful friendships. I don't know if I have that capacity. I don't know how people feel about me. I've always struggled with that. To him just being like, golly gee, fellas, we sure are the bestest pals. See, that, that scene bothered me for a different reason. It, it felt like a really weird, like, no homo joke. Yeah, oh, there also like, was that, too. Like, yeah, like, he's, he says, like, you know, he, he kind of, like, unloads his, his heart onto them um, in, like, a show of vulnerability. And then um, immediately um, Takuya is like, well, now I feel uncomfortable. It's like, come on, shut Takuya up. Takuya really said, I know what you are. Yeah. <laughs> God. Jesus. Homophobic um, dog, man. I mean, that's Koji. Um, this, yeah, this is a weird one where it's like, it doesn't really... There's a lot of stuff at the beginning where they are just like chatting shit about him for no reason. And yeah. in my notes, I, in my notes, like just to cover like the first two minutes of the episode or whatever, I just put the absolute worst banter because uh, that's exactly what this group gives off. Anytime they're trying to be casual and like friendly with one another, it just like 
fucking kill me now. Uh, <laughs> it's just so cringy. Um, but like, yeah, they were they were just being like kind of dicks, and that's how that's the dynamic of this group for. Well, for worse. I was going to say for better or worse, but no, just for, for worse, worse and for worse, uh, for worse <laughs> and for worse. Um, it's it's just like yeah, it, uh, Volcomon was right. They, they were just chatting shit about him. Like, yeah. That's the problem with that. Is that this is that you have the character here being like, all your friends hate you, wouldn't talk shit about you, and it's like, what's it feels like JP could have gone up and gone like, yeah, that's just kind of what we do. We just kind of chat we shit. all kind of hate know, each we, other. Actually, you're right, but. We, we're, we're, yeah, and not, like they're not really my friends. We're more just like companions or whatever. But you know, also I don't know why you're bringing up school because this is a very different scenario. I don't know. It's like it's not the most rational thing necessarily to think. But when like a giant like volcanic cyborg man with like a backwards baseball cap is telling me that I ain't shit, I'm like, I'm probably not going to take it that seriously, even if I was like. <laughs> A very insecure child. So I don't know. It just felt very, very awkward to me. So uh, um, can I can I talk about um, Volcano Mon's inspiration? Can I now? can I go on to just yeah. one thing quick about my general thoughts on how they should have said because we were talking about the development or the attempts at development. I just want to say one thing that I'll elaborate more on, but I just want to say one thing quick. Go for it. So honestly, I said this before, and that I think that this cast should have, like, all genuinely been, like, not great people. And I think they kind of, like, get close to the idea of, like, yeah, none of these kids actually had friends in the real world. They all kind of just suck. And, <laughs> oh, it makes me so mad that I'm, like, I see such a clear, like, vision and idea that I can have, like, yeah, these kids absolutely are the worst. They are all, like, not good friends. Like, they take advantage. They sort of are only care about loose friendships for like appearances or whatnot and man this is the start of good ideas potentially gone wrong anyways i'll get more of that later mina go tell us about a cool digimon okay so um earlier i'm i, I misspoke I, I was thinking of a different digimon that's inspired by a rapper um so Volcomon is inspired by a man named um Kensuke Ota, also known as Volcano Ota. So he is one of the most pivotal figures in Digimon history. He was on the original Bandai uh, R&D team that created the very first Digital Pets. Um, okay. So, like, you know, very, very big deal. Like he's he's a super huge uh, like influence on the, on the series. Um, and because of his, like, influence, he's been homage and reference multiple times in the series. So uh, both Volcomon and its evolution Pile Volcomon are both based on him and the way he dresses. Um, Volcomon in particular is is inspired by the fact that he used to be uh, the announcer and host of the D1 Grand Prix, which was a uh, like a, 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 a virtual pet fighting tournament that was held in Japan every year. Um, and so it would be like it would be like he would be the one like on the microphone doing like the the play by plays and like getting the crowd hyped and whatever. And because he would always wear like an elaborate costume and a baseball cap while he did that, uh, Volcomon's based on that. Um, and so he is the designer of War Greymon. Like he actually like you know did the art uh, that inspired the um, that iconic Digimon's final look. Um, and Boncho Leomon, who's going to be an important figure in, in Tamers, or Savers, rather, uh, was based on his personality and mannerisms. And 
so he actually voices Volcamon in the Japanese version of this episode. And as the series goes on, he voices more and more characters. And in, in 2016, he actually left his position at Bandai Namco to focus on voice acting. Like, he's a full-time voice actor now. That's awesome. Nice. Um, yeah, he played, like, I think, like, 12 different roles in, in Digimon Adventure 2020, including yeah. Volcamon. Uh, and Millenniummon as well, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Too bad Millenniummon Ghost... sucks in that show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then in Ghost Game, he played Moosemon as well. Oh, he did? Okay. Wait, Moosemon? Yeah, he... I must have forgotten that one. Um, it showed up... It's the, the one that appears in Black Gatomon in that one episode. Yeah. It was in a very recent uh, episode. Right, okay, yeah, 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 I know who you mean. I know who you yeah. mean. Um, the moose was loose. Yeah. So anyway, he's a very odd choice. Uh, not, not the not the real life chap. The I mean, I mean, I mean, Volcomon. Volcomon's a very odd choice to, to fill in this role of being like, you know, JP's like psychological antagonizer. <laughs> like it's just it's pretty funny. Just, he just announced right. to the whole Earth area. That this guy sucks. Yeah, I, I guess the the intention just is that like in. he is you know working the crowd just like he he would at the actual D1 Grand Prix in real life. Okay, I'm sorry. You you so Mina's just posted the picture of, of um what's what's the guy's name? Full volcano Ota. Okay, so you just posted the picture of, of Ota in the chat, and uh, you know you know Metal Gear Rising, you know that bit where <laughs> yeah. like. Raiden arrives at like the airbase or whatever, and then there's the guy in security just reading like <laughs> hentai. Pizza. Yeah, he's, he's like reading yeah. like Senor yes. Kagura hentai and, and eating pizza. That that's this guy. That's the same person. He, he, <laughs> in, in, the, in the outfit he's wearing, or whatever, with the hat and all that, this is like, wait, hang on, I've seen. Oh, I'm just thinking of that guy. <laughs> weird, weird it's, security yeah. pervert. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, it's 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 an odd choice. Um, you know what it always reminds me of is um, freaking uh, <laughs> Tails gets trolled. <laughs> he just got like Tails just walking around, just like some random assholes just start coming up. Well, being incredibly offensive, but you know, it's just it has lots of energy. JP's just like, oh, where am I? And then Volcomon just comes. To JP, just wake says, up! Hey, You're guess what? Up. <laughs> you Walk ain't shit. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's odd. He, it did strike me, and like before looking at his inspiration, just how much how much he looks like um, Professor of Thugonomics John Cena, like with the, so good the baseball cap or like the gray outfit and whatever. Like it's it's, it's uncanny. Sure, yeah, <laughs> he's got pauldrons. It's like this guy. <laughs> this guy knew what he wanted from life, and. and grasped it by the by the horns or whatever he said i um, he, like from like five years old like he knew what his brand was going to be and he successfully achieved it yeah <laughs> yeah totally um totally. anyway i feel like the conversation's been very positive because this guy is funny but like i didn't like this episode very much <laughs> i thought i thought it, it's it's so really structured like the way the way they set up sakakuman which is like you know spoiler alert the, the the alternate form of the strongest of the the legendary warriors like just as a random encounter like they're just walking along and he just appears and they fall into him yeah he, and it just he, makes no, me wonder not even that he, they fall into him he just sucks them up he breaks a cliff and then he sucks them up except for Pokemon and Namon yeah and it just we are not to like, have fun what, like what the fuck was stopping you from doing this before <laughs> like it's not like he just found his beast spirit and is now 
you know, is now using it. Like, he's had it the whole time. And for some reason, he's only now deciding to do this at a completely arbitrary, random point in time. Like, he didn't decide to do this when he had the entire group at his mercy and Takuya was out of the picture. Like, he's deciding to do it now, of all times. Like, it's... It isn't set up at all. The, What's that? Is that the, the setup script? for this arc is so arbitrary, and that, that ticks me off a lot. No, yeah, like... Sure. I yeah. have a lot of problems with these episodes. Again, like, I think there are some decent I- ideas in terms of character, but... The way that they go about this whole thing of like, hey, here are some like, here are your zones to go through. Here are your World of Warcraft zones to go through. Do yeah, some here's, your, quests. here's your dungeon. Yeah, here are a few dungeons. Go do your quests, and then uh, we'll give you a few cutscenes after. But the cutscenes don't really pay off. So sucks to be you. And also, the encounters are really easy and boring and undertuned, and they aren't fun. Yeah. Hey, here's a question. Um, based on these episodes, I am left wondering. Or slightly confused, I should say. And I think I think my question has kind of just been answered there by Mina. But um, is this um, Seroth, Sephirothmon or whatever? Um, yeah. It is. It, are they aligned with the the villains like the Goon that, Squad? That's like, Mercurymon. Yeah, that, that's Mercurymon's beast form. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, cool. Because in this episode, it just felt yes, the random way in which they just suddenly like you know oh. Oh, okay. I guess we're getting, you know, just randomly ambushed by this thing, which, from what, for all I know, was just floating here the whole time. Like the the way that, like, you know, in episode in the second episode here, we have like characters coming in and being like, "I want your spirit" or whatever. Whereas in the first episode, there's no reference to that at all, from what I remember. Uh, it's just yeah. it's very it's messy. Just, and, and, and then in the third episode, like the villain, like Ranamon and Mercumon show up and whatever. It's like I don't really. It doesn't explain itself properly. I don't know. I feel like it maybe needed like a preamble or something. And it's funny because this episode does start with like a check-in on the goon squad from their headquarters or whatever. But at no point does it really like make it explicit that like... I don't know, Mercumon is kind of like... He's going, kind of like, oh, wow. ho, 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 I, I'll take care I, of them. I, and if I can kill Duskmon and Ranamon, then who cares? He's yeah. He's very much working on his own self and like for his own plans at this point, which I kind of... <laughs> yeah, like, he, you, go get your cheddar, just, buddy. He's just walking off by saying, some things might happen tonight. And if they do, so what? <laughs> and like, and like this, this beast form that he's got is too abstract for me to like and naturally just assume... Oh, this is him. Yeah, like, like I said, it it's a biblically feels... accurate legendary warrior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's just it's just. Shout out to all those Bible like... heads out there. Keep the fandom alive. You know I'm, who also um... had 12 legendary warriors? Jesus. Oh, God. Uh, there, there aren't <laughs> 12 legendary hell. warriors, but Jeez, I wanted geez, to use them. Yeah. So which one? Okay, Dustmon is... No, I don't know. No, no that's just... <laughs> that's which, that's which Judgment Ed's sword then... or whatever is, they said his name stood for. Okay. Never right. mind. Um, Next bit. But yeah, yeah, it's silly. <laughs> it's it's a it's a very sudden, abrupt setup for a series of episodes that, like, it like okay. So in Tamers during the Deva arc, it's totally fine for one of the random, like one of the lesser Devas, to just be encountered randomly in the wild. Like that's that's an organic way to do a monster of the week type thing. It is not the way that you start the encounter with the final villain of this, you know, of this group of villains. <laughs> like, can you imagine yeah, if in, in Tamers? I guess. Can you imagine if in Tamers when they're on the the, the the camping trip episode? If instead of fighting um, the the rooster Deva, they just fought like 
uh, Xu Chao Ma instead. That's, that's what this feels like. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> like, and then the entire <laughs> real world was burned to a crisp. Ugh, it's just so... It's so frustrating. Like, I... I it feels like the writers understand, okay, this is the point of the story at which they have to start, you know, fighting the, the final villain of this arc. But instead of approaching that in, in a, a satisfying organic matter, they're like, let's just shove them in there. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, it's it's like, fine, they could have the villain show up and, like, you know, be like, okay, I'm here to kill you now. And it's like, fine, whatever. But, like, you, you do that in a way where it's like, oh, it's Mercumon, not, oh this thing happens, so, I don't know, it feels like they're trying to do some sort of, like, mystery or whatever as, as to what the hell this is, but, like, it feels... Which they don't even really follow the up writing... on, because in the next episode, the write... uh, Pokemon's like, oh, I know who that is. Yeah, but Pokemon also doesn't really fully explain either. Yeah, so, no, like... Like, he doesn't explain to the others, but, like, if there were any mystery, like, for the viewer, like, it's literally just explained, like, in the second of this, these episodes. So yeah, just just like weird gaps throughout this episode, throughout this series of episodes, and 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 in this one, it's very much like it just feels like it's focused on the wrong things. Like there's some, there's some. It, it's trying to do stuff really like JP, for example. Where it's taking a lot of time to like look into his past or whatever, and like say, like, here's what it's like at school, and that whole thing just falls flat on its face because. It's a weird flashback. So, like, it's the scene with, like, JP doing the magic tricks in his classroom to his friends and then trying to get someone to, like, you know, walk home with him. Because it's raining. He's just trying to... He doesn't have an umbrella. Yeah. So, like, okay, great. It's like... Here's my problem. There were several problems with the scene. JP looks like an idiot for not having an umbrella. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> or, or is like also, like, absurdly, like, mean and that they just straight up ignore yeah. him, like, to a ridiculous level. So, <laughs> yeah, so let me let me walk through these points slow. And so yeah, this, sorry, this is this ahead. is yeah, no, because that was one of them absolutely. So the the umbrella thing I think is that. But yeah, more importantly, the kids that I he's with school with that the kids that he is at school with are just like weirdly cold. It's not even like they're, they're like mean or whatever. It, 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 it feels like he's invisible. Yeah, and which I guess is what they were going for. But like it just feels unnatural. Like he was kind of like in a dreamland or something rather than. This is supposed to be a flashback for something that actually happened. Yeah, like they, it's it's kind of ridiculous how in this episode and the Zoe one that we'll cover later on, um, in this in this uh, podcast, how like how much they do uh, exaggerate the cruelty of children in order to make these backstories like o- over the top sad. Yeah, but also JP, it's kind of understandable for the JP one because he comes across as like a psychopath as well. It's like, kind of like, hey, I'll give you chocolate or whatever. It's like. This is weird, and like it's not like it doesn't it doesn't come across like a desperate or whatever. It comes because like no one would do that really, unless they were just that. That feels like a separate character character flaw to like being lonely or whatever. Like or yeah, like I need to it. I need to buy my my I need to buy people's like affection and whatnot with with yeah, items. He just comes across as, as as a weirdo, um, and like not in like a, oh, this is an unintended side effect of like, I, I don't know, it, it doesn't come across as like misfortune. It feels like he's actively being weird. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't feel sorry for him. I'm just like, yeah, this is kind of a weird kid. Um, I mean, he does know, close up magic. Of course, he's a weird kid. Future, that's that was the moment that like saw me and that like really got me because as soon as he started doing the magic tricks, I was like, yeah. He's a fucking. Of course, he. Of course, he does fucking magic. Because he like. did it once before, but the fact that he also did him to try and like impress kids and get friends, like buddy, like 
this dude like saw like some of those like old infomercials on TV about like the cool like magic things you can do like if you ha- if you buy this like yeah. 1999 Con- contact juggling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He bought you the know Fushigi the you know the li- and no one was interested. <laughs> God, that, you know the joke that fucking brings me back. Fushigi was like on TV the same time as I was watching Digimon on VHS. Yeah, there you go. He he saw it and then he got the Fushigi and everyone was like, oh, it's raining. I guess we should just straight up ignore JP forever now. <laughs> it's, you know, the jokes about like the person who shows up at the party with acoustic guitar and plays Wonderwall. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That is magic. I'm sorry. That is that is magic to me. That is like that instilled into an entire like art form or whatever or medium or whatever. Like I'm sorry, but like you know, card tricks and that kind of bullshit. That is 100% like that. And JP, it, it just is like you should feel the episode is telling me I should feel sorry for JP because of you know how his how his colleagues treat him. But like a his I said colleagues, but like you know uh, his his, his classmates. classmates. His classmates don't aren't very portrayed as like, you know, like even being entirely there, um, and and he JP comes across as like a, kind of an attention whore. Like it doesn't doesn't really it doesn't really work for me, unfortunately. He's I don't know. He comes across as a bit of a like a desperate weirdo, uh, and and they aren't entirely like human. I will say like I I, I can't stand. I'm not a huge fan of you the other flashback scenes, and I think the one in episode three is kind of like just hilariously mean. But at least those seem like actual I have humans. So much <laughs> like, to say about that. Yeah, yeah, we'll hold on to that we'll now. Hold please, on to that. Please. We'll get, we'll get, to, Did we'll get to that. Did you catch the the cheeky reference of the the kid with the glasses uh, being called Kenta in the, yeah. the flashback? Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Poor, Kenta's back and he's ruining people's lives. <laughs> those writers are desperate to get back to the good, to the good shit. Um, cause, yeah. Um, yeah, if you're referencing I, uh, Kenta, yeah. you are desperate to get back to Tamers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I guess, like, you know, the Steve, Steve Bloom wrote this episode. It's probably him referencing his own character. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was weird. Um, and then the scene at the end where JP doesn't... I feel like this might work better or something if, like, at the end, JP was, like... You know, they're all, like, ready to, like, welcome him back after beating his shadow or whatever. And then, then he's kind of, like... You know, you guys kind of were assholes, and then like, you know, they have to apologize or something. Yeah, I don't know. that Maybe, would be I, good. I'm not sure if that I'm not sure if that work, but like, it it, it it would feel a bit more like rather than having the thing where JP is just like, "You're yeah, my friends, yay!" and it's like, "Isn't this why you had no friends to begin with?" Yeah, like <laughs> you're kind of overbearing. <laughs> like, I'll get more know. into the next episode, but I think Tommy's sort of flashbacks and whatnot, and JP's line up in kind of interesting ways which I feel like yeah. they should have taken more advantage of earlier on in the series, but I don't think... They probably didn't have this plan. Who knows? It feels like they certainly didn't have this plan. But it's like, yeah, like, he sort of... He doesn't learn anything because he immediately crawls back to, like, the first people who are his quote-unquote friends who, like, are just absolute jerks. He's like, yeah, you guys are the best. We're friends. Yeah, and it's like, no, like, JP, like, have a little bit of self-respect, buddy. Like, these people are not your friends. They do not care about you. They have never yeah, once it, cared it, about you. It's very much like, yeah, like, yeah, like I was wrong. See, oh my god, woo, woo, rather than being like, I am, I am way above your like, uh, your bullshit. Yeah, oh, come on. Like, it, it, it suddenly, you know, the whole thing is just like, if you're gonna do an episode where like the character has their face set in a conflict or in a in insecurities and so on, and you know, overcome them, then they need to at least 
I, th- I feel like the best way to do it is usually if the character like has an acceptance of it in some form or fashion, but like is ultimately able to like d- you know live with it um, and move on or what have you. Like this is what the good you know we made the the Persona comparison already as a joke, but to make it as not a joke, um, Persona d- does decent stuff with this um, at times. It's not perfect, but like I think it is good when they like have the characters acknowledge their insecurities and flaws and what have you and be like, well yeah. I mean, I won't deny it anymore, but but yeah, th- that's part of me, and yeah, that kind of sucks. But um, you know, we'll move on. And and I feel like JP here was just like uh, his whole like fear of like not having friends or real friends or whatever isn't really addressed properly. It's just kind of like a whole thing of like a character going, "You don't have friends," and JP's like, "Yes, I do," and he's like, "Well, they're not real friends," and he's like, "Yes, they are," and then <laughs> that just keeps going back and forth until until eventually the bad guys defeated and then jp's like see i told you rather than be like i don't know i will say it's, it's, very, it's, it's just very pointless. funny all the fake copies of, of his friends that pop up the things they say it's like yeah. it's like comical like he's like i never liked you i never will it's like no these are literally just things they're actually saying about you at the beginning of this episode yeah <laughs> yeah totally totally okay i i feel like we would be remiss throughout these episodes if we didn't like give specific mention to that incredible like some of the incredible burns that like the other characters come out come out with against these these two and volkamon uh, um is it volkamon who does this or like I, I, some of these lines i might be forgetting who said what because there's volkamon and then there's the shadow of jp um which is kind of confusing uh but the j one of them at one point, one of them calls him Chocolate Boy. That, like, that sounds like a very different enough, kind of insult. Yeah, stupid enough to make me laugh to make me laugh a lot. Um, but like, it's just ridiculous enough to like make me laugh. You know, um, yeah, uh, Tommy just screaming, "You're just a big bully and a coward!" And one of the copies, I think it was Takuya, just shouting, "You're busted!" But like, I don't really get what they're saying he's busted for. Like, it's all like very over the top and comedic instead of like this like meaningful moment. It feels like. Yeah. Okay. Um. One of the times it's like um JP's going to attack his shadow, or whatever, and then he misses, and the shadow goes, "You miss me, just like you missed your chance to have real friends." <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's so good. What a burn. What the fuck? I, I will <laughs> give um, like, oh God, speaking of lines, I will give JP credit. There was one line that I thought was kind of good where Shadow Beetlemon was like, What do you hope to gain? And JP is Beetlemon says, My life back for starters. If I can defeat the old me, I can rebuild a new one. And I was like, That's actually kinda of good. It's too bad this is wasted. Yeah. There, there's I like that line in the Japanese version too, where um Shadow Beetlemon says like um says, you know, I'm I'm your like I'm your old self. I'm the version of you that is stronger than any any version of you that's come after it. And he said, "Well, I'm just gonna have to smash you to pieces then and rebuild myself." That's good. See, I like that. And it's too bad that they just absolutely just whiff it at the very end by making sure JP learned absolutely no lessons and there were no changes to his character. It's yeah. What did we achieve in this episode? Nothing. Like, remember um, <laughs> in the, 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 the factory episode when, like, he was sort of getting his spirit and whatnot. Like, he was very, like, anti-friendship. He was very, like, anti, like, being involved. Like, that was, like, interesting hints of, like, him sort of, and, like, him wanting, like, leave, like, very early on and, like, just ditch the others. Like, those are all, like, very interesting hints of, like, this guy clearly, like, isn't good with people, whether by choice or, like, accidentally or, like, like 
whether it's like through his own choice or he's just like an actual like just jerk and maybe doesn't entirely realize it like who knows but it's like there are some interesting ideas that they've scattered in the past and like this should have been the culmination of like yeah like jp has sort of been using these these characters as as quote-unquote friends when he doesn't have them when in reality they aren't and could sort of ex- and maybe he comes to accept like hey like maybe i need to like work on like getting through to these kids and be like hey like y'all are being just complete jerks for no reason or maybe he just realizes like yeah like maybe these aren't my friends but i think i can find some new ones once i get back home type of deal yeah he has no he has no backbone i think yeah. that's the thing it's why jp at the beginning of the show was like borderline villainous like in, he was in terms of super that's all he was yeah and then since then he's become very and, and this is partly because like Either we have JP episodes where he's shown to be sort of cowardly and very insecure and so on, and not, and it's not really addressed or resolved in a meaningful way. Or in the episodes in between all those, he's just kind of like there to say, I like food and, um, you know, make... You're so, make, haha, you're uh, so funny, queen. Like, like flutter his eyelashes at Zoe, I guess. Like, it's just very, like... Uh, he, he, he's not in, in... He's a very insufferable character at this point because he's just so, like... How, why would I root for this guy? Exactly. You know. It, yeah, it, yeah, it sucks because he he definitely feels like one of those characters that's like, it's close to being good. You're yeah. you're really close to being good, but you just can't quite <laughs> yeah. you can't quite get, get over that hump. And yeah, like, like the writers think, purposely screwed him over. Yeah, I, I feel like episodes that focus on JP, like this one and the school one, are good. Like they they make him out to have like a decent amount of of, of depth and um like an interesting idea, like the, the notion that um. Someone who, by Japanese standards, is considered like you know unattractive and um, weird, having to essentially like bribe people to be his friends because he has no idea how to get along with them otherwise. That, that's a very unique idea, but yeah. yeah, they they bungle it. And then in every episode where he's not the focus, they make him do stuff like creep on Zoe or make like you know really mean comments to other people or whatever, and it just. It kind of yeah yeah like it just kind of undermines the legitimate character work they try to do in in his focus episodes. Yeah, like you yeah. only get like character traits when it's your episode. Otherwise, you get nothing. It's the Takuya Koji show type of thing. Like, and this this really shows the fact that they have not set up stuff enough for other characters, and it's falling flat because of the fact that they clearly don't want to put in work for other characters. And what little work that there was, like, isn't enough to hold up, like, their their lack of care. Yeah. Um, do we, uh, should we do a positivity corner? Oh, yeah, we do have to do a positivity corner. Forgot about that. Um, I mean, I, I I feel like I've said it already, but like I, I really need to I really need to start remembering to like save this stuff for the positivity corner. <laughs> but I've said it before, but like I, I did find some of the like the shit talking that <laughs> and the shadow was doing to be quite funny, unintentionally probably, but like there was some like kind of like weirdly cutting stuff in there. Um, so that was kind of I fun. can I can go first if you need some time to think. No, me. That was mine. Sorry. Oh, that was, sorry. I, I mean, maybe I wasn't clear enough, but yeah, that that was me saying what I liked in this episode. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I'm sorry. Done. I thought I thought you were saying that you you had a hard time remembering what to do. 
No, no, I was saying, um, I might have already said this now, I was saying, I need to remember to, like, save my positive comments for oh, the positivity okay. corner. Sorry, I thought, because... I thought you meant, sorry, I totally misheard that. I thought you said I need to save them so okay. I remember to, to do them for the positivity corner. Yeah, yeah, okay, well, yeah, nonetheless, you're, you can go, <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Yeah, those are the burns were quite funny. I, I did I did I think laugh once or twice during this episode. Um, I'm gonna say for mine, I think Steve Bloom's voice acting in this is really good. Like, yeah, there's the part near the end where he's like fighting for his life, and he like legitimately sounds desperate and like in pain and whatever. Um, I think he he was giving it more than it deserved. <laughs> like he he took mediocre material and made it really cool. I would I would agree. He hey. he does a good job. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta do that sometimes, right? You know, he's gotta, he's, he's got his reputation to maintain. You, know, you can't, uh, you can't sandbag just because, uh, just because the, the, the gig is a bit shit, right? So yeah, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, I can't say I disagree. Yeah, I find I find JP's voice very nasally. I, I I don't know if it's been this way the whole time, but like he's very much like see oh, geez, J- JP's guys. normal voice is very nasally, but like the voices he uses for Beetlemon and especially uh, Bulgamon are very like classic Steve Bloom, uh, Steve Bloom gravel, and I, yeah. I think it's great. I, I like it a lot. Yeah, I liked uh, I like seeing the trailers for Neon White recently because uh, he's he's all front and center in those as the main character, and he's just doing his he's just doing his Spike Spiegel voice and. Uh, Hell yeah! That's always he's that's doing always his patented JP Shibayama voice, the one that everyone loves and knows. <laughs> imagine, imagine him getting someone hired by someone today. Like, yes, we have one voice in mind. He's like, okay, here we go again. Spike Spiegel, Wolverine, which is, you know. And see, then he's like, really, we... which is really funny because like Tamer shows how much range he has. Like he voiced yeah. like four different characters in that show, and none of them sound alike. So it's weird that he they keep making him do that one voice over and over again. He has such good range. I want to. I want to. I want to hire him and be like, I want you to do a voice for me. And he's like, okay, like which one? And I'm like, Gilmon. <laughs> Kenta. Kenta. Uh, Bring back yeah. your incredible Kenta <laughs> voice, King. Yeah. Um. Speaking, thinking of that, I suppose Kenta's voice was kind of similar to JP. Yeah, it's it not was a million miles away. Slightly less pathetic, though. Or slightly JP's more pathetic. Is a bit more husk to it. Yeah, 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 totally. Okay, so my positivity corner is uh, I like Sakakumon a lot. Its design is super weird and bizarre and unsettling. I like the fact that um, the inside of it has like slight body horror vibes, and that it just like looks like the inside of a body. Like when they're going through the passages, like it looks like a throat. Like he's like it's. I wrote in my notes, Glizzy Sakakumon, because it just like they're saying like, oh, this isn't like normal rock. Like this is like it has like a weird texture to it. Like it's all red. It looks gross. Like it is such a outside and in. I like Sakakumon. I think it ab- it absolutely whips as a. It it doesn't make sense as Mercurymon's like beast spirit, but as a design as a whole, it absolutely rocks. I agree. Yeah. Um. You know what I don't like about Sakakumon? The fact that I said Glizzy Sakakumon? No, the, the fact that it uh, it has busy hands. It has... Oh, skip that. We're not talking about that. I refuse. <laughs> I No, it's important. Like, we, we we called out last week. We need to call out this week as well. Okay. Okay. So, who wants... Mina, since you did the episode, would you like to do the honors of sustaining massive mental damage? Yeah, okay. So there's... There's a part in this episode when the rest of the group finds the eyeball portal that JP disappeared into, um, where they're they're investigating it as a group, 
And then while they're investigating it, a bunch of like the fleshy hands, like the same kind that pushed JP into the portal to begin with, um, come out and start messing with them. And one of them just reaches out and grabs Zoe's butt. And she thinks it's Takuya, so she turns around and smacks him in the face. And ah, okay. Then there's that's where it ends in the dub, but in the sub, they cut out another shot where a second hand reaches for her butt. Oh god! And it's like that combined with with, with uh, Mercury Mon saying in the third episode we cover this week that Zoe is the fairest of the land has some really uncomfortable implications. I don't like that one bit. Don't it's, like it's that. Gross. There's also a moment yeah. when the the group of chuckleheads sans JP they all land in. There's a part where like she gets like um mad at. Takuya, I can't remember the exact line, but she looks in her skirt and is blushing. And I had to rewind to make sure, like, she was actually, like, pulling what? her skirt out to look down. What? And it was very... I didn't like it. What the fuck? Moving on. Yeah. No, I don't even want to linger on that one. Move move on. I, move I literally on, saw it, because I saw her face, and I saw what she... And I was like, are they Jail. actually... And then I saw it again, and I'm like, I literally absolutely... Hate, I put, 13 minutes and 3 seconds was when the bad stuff in this episode started. It was it was twelve minutes three seconds from my DVD Dep- version. Depending on what version, if you're on Hulu, it's thirteen oh three. If you're on the DVD, it's twelve oh three. Either way, be careful. <laughs> Should we really be giving out timestamps to the to the scene? <laughs> Just think about that for a second. I mean, no. if you want to skip it, yeah, I think it's important. <laughs> okay, the things right, that yeah, you're there we go. implying, Tom, I don't think our audience are going to no i'm just joking. just kidding it's just the, the idea of like this seems disgusting anyway if you want to see it go go it's to this that movie one um no, no. always sunny thing <laughs> yes 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 that's disgusting uh, Where can I find... but anyways uh episode 25 <laughs> episode 25 yes oh uh, this is me i'm that's I, i'm you, doing tom. this one you're you're tommy I'm doing... doing the tommy you're the star tommy. of the show you're the bell <laughs> of the ball Excellent. Excellent. No, Bells, we, we, we're doing We're Bell doing that later, don't worry. We're, do, we're doing that in a few weeks, yeah. Um, okay, so this is episode 25 of Digimon Frontier. God, it's only episode 25. We're like halfway through. Yeah, we're halfway, halfway there, point. In, the, in the immortal words of Mr. Bovine Joni. Oh, right. Bovine Joni. That's... That really fucked with my head for a second there. Yeah, for a second I thought that was like a Bojack Horseman <laughs> character. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> like, that's, from, that's from that, right? And then I was going to make um, a living on a prayer reference, and no, then I realized, I listened. I was, oh, wait. I was, I was sticking with the, the Always Sunny train. <laughs> that's good. Okay. okay, good. All right, all right, all right. The Dark Heart of Friendship is the English name of this episode, and in Japan it is called Tomoki... Oh, I guess that's Tommy's name. Um, <laughs> Tomoki's Lonely Battle, a Sarah Mon's Trap. You know, the Japanese name, Tommy. Spoilers. Uh, so this ended on in Japan on September the 29th, 2002, uh, February 12th, 2003 in English, uh, no, in England, no, in English, <laughs> and in the in the dub it was written by Terry Lee O'Malley, in the sub original it was written directed by... It was written by Yoshimi Narita and directed by Hiroyuki Kakudo. Great, thank you. So this episode, so now that the rest of the, the chuckleheads are, you know, spread across the various parts of this weird nightmare realm they find themselves in, inside Sakakumon. This episode is about where Tommy ended up. Oh, and Koji, I guess, as well, but mainly, mostly Tommy. So, Tommy is basically in the volcanic area, or the flame area. Which is, which is weird, because we were just in a volcanic flame area last episode. No, that's the Earth yeah, area. It's fine. This, this is, is different, this is, don't this worry. Is like, that, that was the Earth, this is the Earth, but hot. 
So you know, it's <laughs> t- entirely different. Dan- Daniel versus the cooler Daniel. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Except in this exactly. case, the hotter Daniel. <laughs> the hotter Daniel. <laughs> the hotter Daniel, absolutely. <laughs> so Tommy is basically trying to find his friends and he starts reminiscing about like conversations he had with his brother, y- Yutaka. Basically, his brother's kind of an asshole. His brother is, is was like basically very you know, stern and arsy about Tommy basically getting, not really having to put up much of a fight to get what he wanted from like parents. The parents, parents were very doting, very generous and so on. And, and Tommy's older brother was felt that was that. And they were basically to set up Tommy for like about a rough time later on in life. That's literally the gist of it. The, the, the flashbacks are kind of interspersed throughout the episode. And the gist of it is that Tommy's older brother thinks that, you know, Tommy's in for a rude awakening when he's older, essentially, because of how much he gets his own way, essentially. Even though Tommy's not really shown to, like, ask for anything in particular. Okay, I'm editorialising. We'll get back to it later. So Tommy encounters a Digimon called a Suramon. Now, he doesn't know it's a Suramon just yet. What he sees is a big three-headed monster who starts throwing fireballs at him. He later runs off, and then he sees another Digimon around the same size, but happens to be wearing a gigantic cloak covering most of its body. And Tommy's like... Yeah, this guy seems cool. So the Digimon the Cloak introduces itself as a Suramon and says uh, he will help Tommy get back to his friends, which is exactly what he starts doing. And basically, they, he's being very friendly and nice to him. You know, he's helping him up ledges and stuff and getting water for him and stuff and just generally being very nice and friendly and blah, 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 blah. So Koji, meanwhile, is in like the wind area, which is essentially a forest. And he encounters Karatenmon, who is a bird? It's a bird Digimon with some swords. So kind That's of cool, all you I guess. need. Yeah, and and Kratomon is very Kratomon. I'm gonna say it that way. Kratomon is very basically just like you know mocking him throughout, saying like I know what you're gonna do before you even know you're going to do it, and it's just like you know like one step ahead of him and blah blah blah. When he's fighting Lobomon, sure enough, Lobomon's not really able to put a put a scratch on Kratomon. It's not really. He's not fast enough. Fortunately, however, he happens to be able to go beast mode. And then suddenly he's like way faster and, and just manages to completely body Karatamon without any issue whatsoever. Even though Ko- even though all this time Karatamon was like taunting Koji and saying like, oh, you don't need friends or family. That's really stupid. Ah, you just you, you just think you don't deserve them and so on, blah, blah, blah. And Koji's kind of like, yeah, so. And then, <laughs> then goes beast mode and kicks his ass and then takes the spirit. Sorry, no, he doesn't. Uh, he takes his data or code or whatever, and then he's able to escape from the wind area that way, the wind area of, of Sekakumon. Meanwhile, Tommy, who's still in flame area with Asuramon, basically Asuramon's like, oh, we should go this way towards the center of this volcano. And, and Tommy's like, this seems like a bad idea. He's like, hang on, I was so friendly to you. Why, why would you join me into this burning hot crater of a volcano? And he's like, and Tommy's just like, no, I, 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 I don't think I should. And then he comes to a revelation, which he entirely makes up from absolutely nothing whatsoever about how his brother was trying to teach him a lesson about, you know, you don't always get your own way. You can't always get your own way or something like that. It's very weird. <laughs> and and then, and then he becomes Koro Kakumon. With the power of God and anime on his side, he manages to defeat a Suramon, <laughs> who reveals he cloaks himself and reveals himself to be the same monster as before. And then he takes his fractal code and then escapes the flame area. Yeah. So both escaped. That's two down. Or two more down, I suppose. Yeah. I, I think 
one of one of my favorite parts of this episode is when um a Suramon does my favorite trick that I use on Twitter, which is he says, I think there are some people that don't deserve to live. And Tommy's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And he goes, I was just kidding. It's okay. It's, it's so good. It's, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, and that was honestly, like, he's like, I wouldn't go that far. He's like, oh, I'm just kidding. And then Tommy's like, yeah, okay. Like, a Suramon's like, I'm going to blow up his house in Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, I love you, my I, I, precious baby boy. You are so dumb. <laughs> it just feels like it feels like when you meet someone new for the first time or whatever, and you're just trying to like gauge like like okay, what is this person's sense of humor or whatever, and like you just try to like how how cool are they about like swearing or whatever, um, and then like you're just trying to like push the boundaries, there, and then eventually you come out with some shit that's like I think you know like. Um, you say you say something like way too political or something. <laughs> it's just like, hang on. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe. Uh, and I then make like, like a Tommy... guillotine joke, and then like the yeah, you like, made, Whoa. You made... and it's like <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't worry. You say something about how the only good Tory is a dead one, and then suddenly it's like, well, oh, hang on. Uh, walk that back. Uh, they're not ready for that yet. It's the Martin McFly thing. It's uh, Sarah Munz. It's Munz got the got the mic. And he's like, you're not ready for this yet, Tommy. <laughs> Your kids are gonna love it. Um, that's a weird pull. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. Yeah, y- Yutaka is like way too mean. Like you're right. Like none yes. of this lesson makes sense. And 100%. which is a shame because I I like where it sort of goes with the idea of like the expectations and reciprocation of like relationships and friendships. I think it's a very interesting idea that like I was surprised to see Frontier touch on. And then it's yeah. he's actually like, actually, my brother's a jerk because he loves me. And it's like, bro. Yeah, Tommy is just basically spinning a yarn, basically, like, <laughs> trying to justify his brother being a complete asshole to him. Like, his this flashback works a lot better than the stuff with the previous episode with JP, where, like, the weird, like, borderline faceless school kids were like, <laughs> you know, or whatever. I've never and... heard of JP Shibayama. <laughs> yeah exactly it's just very that was weird, weird this works a lot better because it's rather than having like a general notion of like how people in general react to um react to the character instead it's like a specific person and a, and a, and a family member is that so yeah. it gives a bit more bit more texture to tommy's like background and so on as well you know what i, I found know what... really interesting personally yeah go on um so in the in the sub, uh, Tommy's brother is never named. He's just he's just called Nissan the entire episode. Like he just calls him Big Brother over and over again. Huh. Um, in the dub, you know they give him the name Yutaka, which is very intentionally an anagram of Takuya. Oh, and oh, that's that's fun. They also have him voiced by uh, um, you know Joshua Seth, who evil, yes, he's evil you know, tie this episode. Because <laughs> like so, Takuya, his his like you know other brother is voiced by. Uh, the guy who played Matt, and then his real brother is voiced by the guy who played Ty. So like, this is so big brained of them. They do some, yeah, they like they do the credit to the dub team. They do some really cool parallels um, in in the dub to to try to hammer home the idea that Takuya is you know Tommy's surrogate brother, uh, and a nicer one of the two of that. So yeah. that that part where Tommy immediately starts like calling Takuya for help when he's being chased originally by Saramon, is that in the is that do you, I know, I know, you, I know, you're not watching the subs uh, for the show, but like, is that in the sub? Do you know? Um, or... one second, I'm, I'm quickly skimming. Um, 
subdub difference uh, list. I don't see anything about that here. Okay. So I, I can't I can't say for sure, but I'll I'll assume it was in the original, but like it's it's a nice way to expound upon that notion of like yeah, to, 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 Tommy's looks up to Takuya as like an older brother type figure. Yeah. And um, the but thing yeah, I it, like about it, that is that um sorry, I just want to say real quick like I like it because Takuya has been shown to sort of like at least early on like he was very much like babying Tommy and like sort of like lifting him up. So it, it's it's an interesting uh like thing to do of like him thinking about his brother like for some reason and what a jerk yeah. he is and then thinking of, and then asking for help from like the guy like the older brother figure he has who has been nothing but nice and supportive to him. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it, I I really do like that um Every Tommy episode we've had recently, like every focus episode, is more focused on him being independent. Like, yeah, it's it's very refreshing compared to you know how he was at the start of the show, where he would literally burst into tears if he was away from someone else Why for longer than two minutes. Why is everyone picking on me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a very. I, I'm really glad that that aspect of Tommy's character really hasn't actually been a thing. It's been very much like. It almost feels like the he's been like reversed flanderized or something. Like he just he's just been like he started yeah. out as like a very much like this is Tommy's thing. He's gonna cry a lot and be kind of useless. And then it's and then it, almost immediately they were like, except not really. <laughs> and and that, that's 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 kind of cool. Um, yeah. I like. I think this episode is maybe. I think it's probably one of the weaker ones of like the Tommy centric episodes. Yeah. Uh, I make no mistake. This is definitely Tommy centric. Like it's it's the Koji stuff is in here, but it's it's nothing really. Yeah. yeah they honestly uh, should have left the Koji stuff out and made it all Tommy, in my opinion. Yeah. The, the the Koji stuff is just the first of many random encounters we'll have over the course of the next couple episodes. We're like because they for some reason they didn't write enough for a single character to have a full episode. They padded out, but just having other characters who already have had development. Or you know, don't need development, or will get this development much more. Yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, I, I mean, it's fine. I, I think the Asuraman stuff doesn't need any more like time spent in it necessarily. It doesn't, or, like, but I, I, I think don't... time spent for Tommy would be great. Sure, sure. So the flashbacks themselves, I, I so yeah. The main problem here is that is that you 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 Taka, um is just kind of too mean he needs some lines or something in there or he, need, he needs he needs to come across as more sympathetic um to like tommy but like maybe kind of like more concerned about him rather yeah than just or like rash maybe like saying it to his I, parents like 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 and tommy's listening from around the corner and he's like you guys like you can't just keep giving him what he wants yeah. like look like it, look what's gonna happen and and then tommy's like he just is jealous because the parents love me more type of thing yeah it's it's so it seems like in in the in the sub, Tommy is both significantly brattier and um, his brother is 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 a lot more chill compared to the dub. Like that's what um, he did. Yeah. yeah, like in in the dub uh, or in the sub rather, um, he his like his brother says stuff like um, the reason you say like sel- the reason why you keep saying selfish things is because you're the only person in your mind that you think about. If you want to make friends, you're going to have to think about others eventually. That's really um, good. And... That's the, the 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 thing. The thing though is that Tommy isn't shown to be uh, all these things that that like he's being sort of 
impl implicitly accused of or whatever in terms of like not thinking of others or whatever he's not really shown to be that way like it needs something where it, it needed the like last scene or something where you have uh, you, you're showing a moment in the past where tommy didn't consider someone else's feelings because he wanted to have his own way or whatever yeah like, and, like during during the series no less yeah no no like, no it, I, Possibly, but but more just like a flashback or something that would like cement because then that ties into the scene where Tommy thinks the same thing about uh, Asuraman's actions, like oh you're acting the way I did before, and then yeah, recognizing okay, yeah. that it's not a good quality. Yeah, like there's so there there is a uh, in the in the sub version um, there is a moment where his rather than his parents teasing him about wanting another toy, um, they're kind of like apprehensive about it, like. When he says that he wants another toy, they kind of look at each other and go, didn't we just buy you one? And he says, I don't care. I want this one, too. Jeez, Tommy. Yeah, so, like, that that's what it needed. It needed, like, you, if you're supposed to be talking about a character flaw, have the character flaw happen. Like, you can't just, like, right. have, not have that. So, the dub here sounds like it may have botched a few things. I mean that's nothing that's nothing new for the dub, but like to be fair, even if the if the if the sub was presented with full accuracy, um, I don't think like it's a spectacular episode. Like it's like you said, this is no. an, in a character flaw that was invented whole cloth for this episode because even in previous episodes, like the the one with the island of toys, it's it's shown that Tommy isn't selfish. Like he he wants other people yeah. to have fun too, and he goes out of his way to help people. Um, yeah, yeah, that's been. It kind of contradicts it. Yeah, I was gonna say that it kind of, it kind of ties in with the notion of like Tommy's main issue being like immaturity or what have you. Yeah, and it's but an like, easy one to buy into, and like, and like, you, 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 it's easy to make the leap or like ask the viewers to make the leap to the idea of like Tommy's immature. Tom, you know, he kind of cowardly, cries a bit, um, likes his toys can be bratty and kind of demanding like it's easy to make that leap but yeah you, you've right you're right to point out it's contradicted by things already in the show so it's kind of a kind of a failure in that part um sort of yeah yeah because like it's just weird putting this episode after the last tommy centric one which was you know one about him like you know saving people who screwed him over at no benefit of his own yeah like we yeah like he the last episode that he, that was uh, his focus episode he you know he saved three two Mon like for no reason other than it was the right thing to do so to have him suddenly be portrayed as selfish seems weird like that is one of the most selfless things that a human being can do yeah like yeah, that's right like I I do like like I said I appreciate the ideas that they're going for of like Yutaka like even though he is like way too aggro for no reason. Uh, like to be like, hey, like, yeah, you 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 need to be able to to think about other people and not just like say like what they can get you or do for you, but like think about their feelings and how that relates to like his parents always babying him and whatnot. And again, that relates to like JP's whole thing of like um he he was bribing everyone because he didn't know how to make friends. Like I think that's like an interesting parallel, and I think the idea of like reciprocation and like the expectations of friendship is an interesting idea to tackle especially in a show for kids but it gets kind of jumbled up by the fact that like they're trying to portray tommy and especially in the sub or in the dub it feels very comical of like him suddenly just being like mom and dad love me more y you just suck you're just a bully you taka <laughs> type of thing and like like yeah. it comes out of nowhere like it's like it kind of yeah. feels like Tommy gets shoved. Tommy's a jerk. Gets shoved onto the train. Cries for three episodes, and then just becomes like a sweet, wholesome, good boy who we all love. 
you know you know what you know what would have made it okay i'm going into rewrite mode so let's do it let's do it let's rewrite it we're rewriting it very small tweaks here and and you keep a lot of the things the same here the general asuramon thing here where he's like you know deceiving uh tommy you have the asshole older brother um there's a lot of things here rather than making it about tommy being like inconsiderate or what have you or like you know uh assuming he'll you know get his way or whatever or what have you which is a really really like messy and sloppy idea that it really quite hone in on why don't you just make it about him being like gullible or naive like what surely that would work a lot better like he's a small child and this could be an episode about him being like not everyone that seems like they're going to be your friend is has your best interests at heart that would be like that would be good yeah, because you have a Suraman literally doing that in this episode. Like, he's the one being like, oh, I'm your friend, or whatever, when realistically he's going to throw him into the fires of Mount He's going to steal like, his face. It's... Yeah, <laughs> yes. Not... No, wrong show. Uh... Oh, my bad, sorry. <laughs> yeah, also, we don't get a Suraman dunking like a, like and like Michael Jordan, so... Uh, which, uh, you know... Nina, you're going to love that. It's the best. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you haven't seen that yet, yeah, a Suraman's appearance in Ghost Game is incredible. Like I, I, one of my favorite episodes. Just um, is do you, like this is maybe this is a bit, a bit of a weird ask, but like which which horror movie are they homaging in, in the episode where he appears? Uh, probably. It's I don't know specific. what specifically, but it's yeah. it's more of the the specific concept that's horror as opposed to a movie. But I don't know horror movies, so like maybe if you see it, you would know. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's it, the closest thing I can think of as a parallel is. Uh... <laughs> Uh, bear with me, Sloane. Um, it's an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Um, season it has two, been zero it, days it, since we have last been British on the Novacast. I'm, I'm excited. I think that's, we're, that's one of my we're favorite about parts. Be, we're about to be extremely watching. Italian, Sloane, so, you know, I'm allowed to be I'm allowed to be a little bit British. So, you know, that... Yeah, one, of, one of my favorite parts of uh, watching Ghost Game is just trying to puzzle out what their inspiration was every week. Like, it is a show that very much wears its, its inspirations on its sleeve, and I, I love it for that. Yeah, oh, you'll really, it was a, it's a very fun episode, honestly. I, I can't wait. Also, the movie Face Off. Anyway. Uh, oh, really? Stop talking about Face <laughs> Off. It... I'm so no, sick no, of people talking not. about Face Off. Wait, really? No, uh, it's, 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 it's not, it's, it's not, it's not Nina actually about Face it. Off. It's, a, it's an it, old it, super it, best friends it, meme. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So one I, of them will bring up Face Off, and the other one will shout, oh, stop bringing up Face Off, stop talking about Face Off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That sounds stupid in a fun way. Um, yeah, no, it's a really good episode. Um, but yeah, it's and also the the animation budget for that one was higher than usual for some reason. So that's, some that's good impressive. Stuff in there. It already is pretty high. Like this this show yeah. on average looks better than most um, than most uh, anime like weekly anime does these days. But they saw Pokemon uh, like how much they've improved their their like general animation quality it's like tenfold since the 90s and they were like shit we have to we have to up our game um i, I don't know <laughs> like it's really good anyway yeah a ceremony ghost game is fun uh very different vibe here though where he just comes across as like a stranger danger yeah stranger danger very, yeah how very did tommy like never that. learn about stranger danger is it just like the <laughs> cultural differences again yeah I... again if it was I... about naivety and, and gull- that literally could be the theme of the episode yeah. it could be like a semi Today on a very special episode of Digimon Frontier. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say on like, a very special. I thought we were about to do like a like one of those like a PBS like bullying anti bullying videos. Pokemon PSA, says that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, what's, if oh someone God. tries to touch, if someone tries to touch you in an area, 
<laughs> That's no good. God, yeah, cause there's that, that Japanese reality show called Old Enough, which yeah. literally just focuses on like toddlers um, going on errands for the first time. So I feel like the concept oh, of stranger God. danger is much more foreign in Japan, where communities are more tight knit and yeah. people aren't worried about their child, their children getting kidnapped off the street for no reason, getting their spirits taken by Jesus an Asuramon. Yeah. Ugh. Like obviously, I'm obviously I'm not like an expert on Japanese culture, but like from from what I've seen of that show, plus people's commentary on that show, I feel like there's just a, generally a, a a greater sense of trust in the community over there versus. How hyper paranoid, um, you know, parents are in in Western culture. Yeah, because yeah, I I like I said I like the through line of like these struggles with like friendships that like all these characters seem to have. I think that is a very interesting thing, like way to tie them all together. And like back to my point of like these all should have been like outcast kids, like that no one really likes, and like these like this should have been like their first like group of real friends type of thing. Like this like these chuckleheads like they should have been each other's first friends. And, like, they, they struggle in this time with, like, their doubts about friendship because Sakakuman's like, I'm going to do psychic damage type of thing. And they I'm come out a bit stronger. But yeah, he's going to cause problems on purpose with their uh, conceptions of friendship that they've now learned. But instead, they just come out a bit stronger <laughs> and learn to be better people. Like, they start off really bad. They're all jerks. They don't get along. But over time, they're like, hey, like, yeah, like, we've been stuck together for a few months now, like, walking the digital world. Like I like we're friends now, yeah. And then it's these these special areas of flame and earth and wind forests that like sort of bring them down. But they remember like the sort of like the things that they the people they used to be and the people that they are now, and that helps them persevere through it. That's what it should have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like I think one thing that bothers me about this episode is that like so when when Tommy beats Azuramon, he gets released. Um, from uh, Sakakuman's uh, orb. Why does he get released? Like, it's so, it feels so arbitrary who does and doesn't get freed upon winning their challenge. Because he did his Cause, character like, development. Because, like, like, Koji didn't get freed when he beat um, uh, Kaira Tenmon. And Koji still needs his character get, development. But, like, JP didn't get released when he beat uh, Volcamon, and then even when he, he didn't even get released when he beat Shadow JP as well. Like, it's. <laughs> yeah, it's no, really it makes weird. no sense. Yeah, like, it feels so arbitrary. Like, they don't get released based on character development or based on, like, who wins your fight. It's just based on who needs to still be here so that they can fight the villain at the end. Yeah. That's what it feels like. <laughs> I mean, that's all um, it is. Yeah, that's all it is, honestly. Especially, and like, I, uh, the I never really thought about is it, but so yeah. unneeded. Because it's like, Keratinmon is like, you're a lone wolf, you little puppy. And it's like, you hate everyone and you want to be alone and like there's stuff where koji is like huh because no one will hurt me if i'm alone like ed sword stuff and like but like they yeah. don't elaborate on it and i'm sure and i know they're going to elaborate on it but it's like just don't have it in this episode just condense it into whatever you're going to do later presumably with like a more important character or something and just and just leave this all for tommy yeah it's it's such as this arc is structured in such a bizarre way and I, I really don't understand um like why they did the the why they, they structure this this the way they did because if they wanted to have you know uh targeted character development why suck everyone in in the first place like why not just have a, you know characters um who need to get their development get sucked in and have everyone else outside worrying about them or whatever or like 
have them go in one by one to try to rescue them later or something. It, it feels so weird to have them all in there, because that, that means you have to give everyone something to do, and that results in filler in every single episode of this arc. Yeah. <sighs> not the best Not the best planned. Not the best thought out, this whole thing. Anyway, to no. transition from that, do we want to go to our positivity corner for this week? Sure. Or yeah, for this episode, um... rather. I'd like to start. Positive... Can I start? Or ta- no, Tom no, no, needs go, to start. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry, I thought we had an order, but uh, it doesn't really matter. Um, I uh, wanted to just say I really laughed at the scene with... Um, um, uh, well, after a few scenes, like the one we've already mentioned about, <laughs> be like, we should kill those guys. Um, <laughs> but I really liked the scene where it cuts to Koji, and it's just like a wide pan of like the forest area, and then it's just like an overhead shot of like Koji just stood by like what looks like a riverbank or something, and he's just like, "Well, this is interesting." And then it just cuts back <laughs> to Tommy. <laughs> She's like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> That's so good, so dumb. Just, just I, I, reminding I, you, I, I he still it. exists, in case you were worried. It's like, here's Koji. It's like the weirdest intro scene. It's like, I don't know, why would you just form that scene into like him encountering Karaten Mod or something? Uh, it's it, it made me laugh, uh, which I guess is positive enough, right? But uh, yeah, I will. I, I think I think the actual things that I found positive about this episode, I've kind of said because I, I I did think there was some decent like framework here with talking about giving Tommy, like, an actual character to, like, sort of re- think back on and reflect on, rather than just, like, the faceless, like, nobodies, but um, but yeah, uh, I think uh, as usual, it's the dumb, it, it's the silly gags that, like, save this, make this episode uh, fun. <laughs> in, yeah. in, the, in the spots that it is fun. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. How about you, Sloan? Um... I'm just a... I like uh, Joshua Seth playing essentially evil Ty. I just think that's funny. Like, just Joshua Seth playing a character who's just a complete jerk because we've always seen him just play, like, just, like, the the most swell person imaginable. And now he's just, like, (laughs) just unnecessarily mean for no reason. Yeah. It's fun fun seeing him play against type, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How How about you, Mina? Uh, I know this is cheating because we said we were going to stop returning to the well of Bokomon and Namon, but I, I laughed out loud at the part <laughs> where it cuts to the two of them standing outside with all of Sakakumon's eyes bearing down on them at once. And Namon just says, you know, I'm not certain, but it feels like you're being watched. And Bokomon just like, <laughs> he doesn't like, he doesn't move. Like he stands stone still, but the energy of his, of his next line, like you can just tell that he's like pinching the bridge of his nose. He's like, I fucking... <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. <laughs> so good. And no, Pokemon yeah. Namon is not cheating. It's only if... Oh, it's, multiple people can't mention Pokemon Namon, but you can mention Pokemon Namon. Yeah, I, was... I think if it's, a, if it's a specific gag that they're doing, yeah. then yeah, that, that's totally yeah. fair game. You can't if it's yeah. just like... say Pokemon Namon by themselves, but you can mention specific lines or gags. Yeah, I, Pokemon, I liked, just, just, just I saying Pokemon and Namon... Just saying, like Pokemon and Namor with their smiley face is not is not an answer. But yeah, they no. <laughs> you will be thrown out of the podcast <laughs> against podcast crimes. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think we're ready for the last episode.
I think so. I mean, I'll never be ready, but ready as I'll ever be. Ready for this piece of shit. <laughs> uh, oh, mamma mia. Episode 26, Zoe's Unbelievable Adventure, otherwise known as Ranamon's Tenacity, Female Digimon Battle. This was written in the Toucan 1 episode 2. Yeah, Toucan Sorry. 1 to Electric Toucan Boogaloo. Electric Sorry, did you just Beagaloo. say... Did you just say fe- female Digimon battle? That's the yeah, name that's of the what title. It's called. <laughs> that's what it's Jesus. called. Jesus. Yeah, it's, I'm, surprised uh... dub, I'm surprised the dub wasn't called like Catfight or something. Like, what? What, what, <laughs> what is? Jeez. Oh man. Because there's bees. Do you do you remember that? By line all known in... laws of aviation. No, we're not doing this. We're not doing Next that. Next bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, that vetoed. Do you remember that line from from Adventure when Izzy is watching? Anjouamon and Lady Devimon have a slap fight, and he just says, I don't know why, but for some reason I can't look away from this. It's like, yes. Mm. <laughs> Same, buddy. Same. That's a fun, that's a fun he, line. For he would go say. on to write this episode. No, don't, don't burden him with that. He's a good boy. The person who did no, write this was... episode, however, in the dub at least, is Seth Walter and Mina, who are the villains who wrote this in the uh, it's, This episode was written in the sub by Riko Yoshida, so our uh, uh, the same woman who wrote the the, the, the beach episode, believe she it or not. She girl boss too close to the sun. <laughs> and it was directed by Takenori Kawada. Okay, so this episode starts with Zoe is trapped in the water area, which is really just like a nice forest. There's some ponds around. There's some like lakes and like rivers. And, you know, it's a bright, sunny, beautiful day. And in said river forest area, Randomon has her evil queen from Snow White moment. And she's like, hey, Mercury Mons Mirror, who's the who's the absolute who is good with the sauce? And Mercury Mon says, not you. It's actually this Italian who is the fairest in the land, which is not true, as we all know. And so Randomon is, of course, very mad because Zoe is now here. And girls gotta hate girls. So she enlists her second fan club of Honey Bee Mon to lay traps for Zoe to defeat her easily because Randomon wants to cheat. But each of these traps that the honeybee monster set, like first there's a cage, they get caught in it. Then there's a giant like web between two trees that they cover in glue. But as Kazemon is coming, like they get caught in it and she saves them. And then they're trying to cut a tree down to presumably squish Zoe. But she kicks the tree out of the way when the tree is going to fall on them. And they start to think, huh... This this nice girl who is supposedly evil. She sure seems like she might be nice. And they go to hang out with her. And they're they're giving her all sorts of treats. They're giving her honey ice and a honey juice and honey bread. And Zoe just decides to take a nap on the job for some reason. In this dangerous area where who knows what could happen. And when that's happening, Randomon comes up and is like, hey... You can't be, you can't like other girls. You have to like me, your favorite e-girl. You cannot like this pizza pasta loving Italiano. <laughs> pizza pasta loving Paisano. I saw you in another e-girl's uh, Twitch chat. <laughs> prepared to you die. You were giving her bits. I'm not a fan of that. You're unmodded. <laughs> she goes up to the, 
the honeybee monster goes, hey, you've been making Google ads that are Italian? Forget about it. Hey, Bafangul, you need to get out of that pizza pasta angel hair's sights and skedaddle, you see? Hey! Sloan, is this the part where you tell the audience? Oh, sorry, I'm Italian. I can, I can say this. You're Italian. There we go. Yeah, we need I to want to make it clear that every anti-Italian thing I say about Zoe is in jest. Continue. And also sorry, we I'm keep interrupting. We keep interrupting your your it's recap. Okay. Anyway, there's a side thing of JP is in another like a spooky, scary forest area, and he fights Marlon Brando Cherrymon, and he like one shots yes. him. And he gets yeeted out of Sakakumon, and Takuya fights a Parrotmon, who is not the Parrotmon we all know and love, and he defeats him in a one-shot, and he goes further on in Sakakumon. He is not yeeted out. So, I mean, they have little side things that basically essentially don't matter. They are random encounters. But what does matter is the fact that Randomon has given, as noted, the poison apple. This is incredibly, like, blatantly like Snow White, to a comical level. And she has the honeybee mon give her the apple because it'll give her night waking nightmares. And she eats it. And she gets dark circles under her eyes, which girl same. And she gets wake nightmares, which girl same. <laughs> like, get over it. You're not special. And she sees all these people being anti-Paisano to her from flashbacks of her school life. And they're all like, why don't you go eat a pizza pasta somewhere else? the camping girl type of thing. Like, it is very comically them hating her for being Italian. But also, Zoe, like, immediately snaps out of it for reasons. And then she... Beast Spirit evolves into Zephyrmon, and her and Randomon fight. And Randomon goes into Kalmaramon, and Kalmaramon gets the upper hand, but instead of holding her underwater, she lets go, and she yucks it up, and is like, ha ha, I'm the best. Honeybee Mon, get new merch ready. And Zephyrmon is like, but I'm not girl power. And she she defeats Kalmaramon and takes her spirit. And then also just straight up purifies slash kills Ranamon. And it turns out the Honeybee Mon are like, down. yeah, I'm a girl boss. Let's go, Honeybee Mon. And the Honeybee Mon now have merch of her. And they all leave Sakakumon. And JP is like, but I was the first fan of her. Waka Waka and episode's done. That's it. Yeah. I haven't seen no selling like this since the prime time days of John Cena in, in WWE. Like, that final f- that fight at the end between... It was horrible. Uh, what the fuck was that? It was like, Literally all Kel every... Marmon had to do was hold her underwater for a few moments and she would have won. She doesn't even go to, like, just, yuck it up or, like, have, like, a Bond villain monologue. She just leaves. It's just, like, every it's like every move looks like it's going to be, like, an absolutely, like, most, most fatal end that they could poss- she could possibly give to, like, Zephyrmon. And it's like, nope. <laughs> just, just as, like, the demo. The, the, the engineer, nope. And then just, just wins. Like, it's just no care put into it whatsoever. So the fight, the fight itself is pretty bad. Uh, but if the fight is bad, if the fight manages to be bad, and the fights just tend to be inoffensive most of the time, then... So this episode isn't outrightly, like, you know... They're making up fights well, about it Zoe. Ca- it, 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 it kind of is, but also, given the previous episodes we've had, like the Beach episode and the Tickling episode, this this skirts by without anything as like obscene as, as in those, but it ain't... Um, 
it ain't it ain't great nonetheless so uh, I have, I've like, had a lot of thoughts on this, and I want to explain the... Oh, go ahead, Mina, sorry. It's just so bizarre how this episode is... Like, it's a retread of one we've already seen. Like, literally, this, the, both this episode and the Beast episode, or the, the Beach episode, rather, follow the pattern of, uh, you know, Ranawan squares off with Zoe um, as her fan club, who are represented by an armored digivolution from Zero Two that we didn't see in the show. Antagonize the characters in secret, only to turn on Ranamon in the finale um, after they see her ugly Calamarimon form. You like, have two nickels, which yeah. isn't a lot, but it's weird that's happened twice. It's yeah, it's so weird. Like, why did they just take an episode that already sucked and do it again? It's it boggles my mind. Like, that's I can't believe. Give the women. Yeah, like I just I just can't believe how transparent it is. Like they the fact that they brought the the fan club back. But had them as different Digimon, but with the same personalities, and even brought back two of the three same voice actors as the Toucan Mon squad. That's right. Like, like Christ. They they weren't even trying to make it like to pretend that this was a new episode. They were just like fully accepting, yeah, no, this is a retread, whatever. What are you no gonna do? No one cares about, about Zoe. Why wouldn't so this is this is the this is the episode where all the like JP has had one. Uh Tommy's had one, Koji sort of had it, and I assume Takuri's got his yet to come, but like yeah. I suppose Takuya might have might have already had it to an extent as well. But no, like, he he, he will is... he will get more. I'm pretty sure. Okay, this is the reflective episode. This is the characters looking in on themselves and and it's like addressing and bringing to the surface their insecurities and so on. We've just covered two episodes where they did that, and albeit they didn't do it very well, but that was the, clearly the themes of the episode. In this episode, we do have some of Zoe's insecurities coming to the surface, and like it's talking about how in the past. It's mainly about how, like, in the past, friends have made fun of her and whatever. Like, it doesn't really... Not, not really even to this. friends. It's it's more of just yeah. people. So, people. um, if, if you don't mind, Tom, can I sort of go into more of, like, what the flashback is and sort of yeah, elaborate we, we on Yeah, probably this? should, because I, I think it's, like, worth looking at, because... Yeah, it provides so a lot much... of context, and I also need to, yeah. like, rewrite this, because I have had a lot of thoughts since last night. So, the flashback is, like, a school camping trip that Zoe is on, and she... We, as we've seen Zoe in the in the few flashbacks in the past, she doesn't really have a lot of friends. She doesn't deal with people well. As we've seen in flashbacks, she's kind of like standoffish to people. And so what ends up happening is that a girl ends up um, like hurting her foot because of her shoes. Like they they scratch her foot somehow, and she's like, "Oh, let me let me help." And she gives her a bandage, and she's like, "Wow, like you sure are nicer than all the other girls say you are." And she's like, "Haha, whoops." And Zoe's like, "No, like I get it a lot." And the girl's like, well, hey, why don't you hang out with me and my friends later? And she's like, really? Like, that would be so nice. Like, thank you. And so at that night at the camping trip, she's like sort of standing on her own. And the girl from earlier is like, hey, Zoe, why don't you come join us? Like, we're getting dinner ready. And then the other girls are like, I want to see if I have some some notes on what they say. Because it is, um, yeah, they're like, like, why don't you join us? And she essentially, like, everyone's, like, making fun of her. Like, one girl's like, if it isn't pasta, like, she couldn't eat it. And it's like, you can't join us. If she's going to eat here, I'm not. She's a weirdo. Go back to Italy. Maybe someone likes you there is an actual (laughs) line. Okay. You cannot tell me with a straight face. Either of you. And I don't think you would do. But 
neither of you can tell me with a straight face you didn't howl laughing watching the scene. Oh, it's it was like, it was hilarious. It was it was really funny. Like the, the the person writing this episode think that you know it's the 1950s and Italians are like you know second but class citizens. Yeah. So yeah. um, if I can um, so yeah, so basically she's chased off and she's crying because like the the first girl doesn't defend her and Zoe's like you're a liar, like you didn't want to be friends with me and she's like I'm sorry, but like Zoe doesn't care and it's sort of like this thing of like, Randomon's like ha. No one likes you, but everyone likes me type of thing. It's it's very, like, over the top. And so basically, it's the fact that no one likes Zoe. And I had a thought about this, and I'm going to enter rewrite mode if you both don't mind. So we've seen Zoe, like, be very standoffish and rude. Like, people are like, oh, like, hey, I was going to go to the bathroom. Do you mind coming with me? And she's like, you can go on your own, weirdo. Or like, hey, like, Zoe, do you think this is a cute creature? And she's like, no, it's ugly type of thing. Like, she's just been very standoffish. And now we see that everyone bullies her because she's Italian and from Italy. <laughs> and so... And she... And that's, like... And they treat her as if, like, she's actually like, this, like, really great person. When, like, we know she's not. Like, she's been mean to the group, except for, like, Tommy and either Takuya or Koji, depending on which boy she likes that day. And I think what they should have done is... I think there's a very interesting cultural idea of, um, like, she's an, she's an outsider to, to, like, other school children, school children in Japan, right? Like, she's, she's from a different country. School children. Yeah, from school, from her classmates. Like, like, it's, it's something that, like, you, you see where, like, she is, I don't know if she's technically, like, half Italian, like, slash half white or what in, like, the, in the canon, but, like, they're clearly, like, implying things of, like, she is, she is not Japanese enough for her classmates type of thing. Whether because she is Italian or she just left so long and kind of became an honorary Italian. She became Italian-coded. I mean, like, it does make sense in the culture of, like, or in the context of Japanese culture. Like, you're, you're only allowed to be Japanese. Like, you can be fully Japanese or you can be not Japanese. Yeah, That's the no. only thing they accept. If if you want to be a Japanese citizen, you have to revoke all the all other citizenships you have. Yeah. So like, it it is definitely a bigger deal. Um, yeah. Oh, totally. There. And that's yeah. That was my thought because I thought that was actually like, kind of like okay, like this is something. And what I think they should have done is instead of everyone being like, "Man, we sure do hate those pasta eaters," it should have been like. They should have uh, presented it as all these girls being like, hey, Zoe, like, maybe you can show us some of your cool Italian recipes. And she could be like, oh, like, they only think of me as the Italian. Like, they only see me as, like, this this foreign person type of thing. They don't see me as, like, someone, like, they don't see me as me. Oh, my God. They think she's, they think, she thinks they're othering her, which... Sloan, Sloan, are you suggesting that instead they should do, um, I mean, by the way, I do agree with the, with the, with the premise sort of but the way that you just said it there made it sound like there, there would be a scene where zoe's like they only love me for my linguine or something like that <laughs> they like, only love my angel hair oh like a pasta but no like, yeah, but like i think that's an idea can, of like can look go ahead my um, lasagna for my real the only the real girl Zoe. my notice meatball <laughs> recipe <laughs> God. um but, it, but yeah, okay, like, I think but, that could but, be an interesting idea of, like, she she thinks that people aren't being genuine about, like, why they're interested in hanging out with her. When, like, really, like, they do, they are interested, like, these are school children who aren't just, like, being jerks to be jerks about someone from a different culture. 
and she just is putting up a wall because she's like, oh, these people are just ju like judging me or they aren't going to like actually like me or something. And so she's just being a massive jerk to them. And it's only because like she pe she thinks people think she's different when in reality, she's actually just the jerk because people do want to be nice to her. See, I, I feel like they do kind of try to both size it at the same time later on in the episode where like it shows the the girl who invited her to like to have dinner with, with her and her friends. Um, ends up rejecting Zoe and pushing her away, and then all Zoe, all Zoe does in response is just say, "You liar," which is objectively true. Like this girl is lying about, you know. I mean, not, I wouldn't like, just say she's lying as so as much as she is a coward because she didn't stand up for Zoe. Like the girl wasn't like presenting it as like, "Oh, like we're gonna like carry her and like pour the pig blood on her head." No, or something. but like it's. You know, the excuse she gave, instead of just saying, you know, my friends don't like you, like, oh, we, we ran out of interplay. Like, that, that is a lie. Like, yeah. Zoe is right to call her out for, for lying. No, yeah, but so they petty. also say, like, and she wouldn't eat it because it's not spaghetti marinara type of thing. <laughs> yeah, and, like, but, like, the fact that the fact that her pushing back against mistreatment is presented as being just as bad as the mistreatment itself is a really weird double standard that they, they kind of uphold. And like it's like I was so she's like I was so mean to that girl I shouldn't have been cruel it's like you weren't really like that girl yeah. was way meaner to Zoe than Zoe was to her no yeah I want to I want to posit something here so so the the the, the thing about this is that it all comes down to the fact the very inescapable fact that Zoe isn't a character not a character doesn't <laughs> no. exist she she is an archetype she has attribute you know she has things that are allocated to her so it's like. Zoe, she can become Kazimon, she can become Zephyrmon. She, she is the girl. She is, she is the girl. She is from Italy, or has Italian she, background. She knows Italian words. She knows a few Italian words. So when it comes to the episode where they're like, we need to reflect back on Zoe or whatever, or, or like talk about her insecurities or whatever, none of it is actually about her. So like the the thing the thing that the characters pick up on in the flashbacks is the fact that she's Italian. Yeah. So that's not actually that's not an actual like it's not like Tommy's like supposed um, like spoiled rat or whatever or or JP being like unsociable or whatever the hell that, that was supposed to be that was kind of bad as well but at least it was referring to an actual character trait of sorts or just uh, you know and the something about the nature of JP's existence outside the digital world Zoe here is just like oh they all hate you because you're Italian assigned to Italian learn... birth. We learn more about the characters of this one girl who she briefly becomes friends with or whatever the hell. We learn more about her character than we do about Zoe in this. That character actually has an arc for this episode that starts off. <laughs> she meets Zoe and become friends with her and it kind of dispels some of the notions that she originally had about Zoe. Then they have the scene where she they meet with the other friends and the, uh, the other girls and the other girls are like, yeah, no, you need to tell her to fuck off, and and then she ends up doing that, and then it's almost it's just missing the last scene where that character like you know actually learns that you know she needs to tell her the other girls to like no Zoe's cool you're just mean, and it's that scene that's missing. She has those two scenes. She has the like the two acts of of her. She has the two acts of a three act structure for a character, uh, in this story. So what does Zoe have? Zero acts. Zoe has Zoe has nothing. So he has a, oh, I remember back to his t this time when all my friends hate me. Why? Not because of something I've done, but because of... And then and then you end, and then you end up with the scenario where, the, the, the thing where Mina just mentioned about having a scene where Zoe has to, like, sort of reflect on the fact that she was like, oh, you're a liar or whatever. Which, by the way, just a statement of fact. It's not actually, like, a character trait or anything. Like, 
Zoe's honest. Uh, I, I didn't really think that. Feel Again, like, like yeah, like the only trait to yeah. ascribe, her, ascribe her in this episode is Zoe is just very wonderful, and people should like her because she's so, so great. You know what exacerbates this even more? The the sub, the the the, the sub has this repeating mo- motif where Zoe's issue is that she considers herself weak and ugly. Hate it here. It so. You know the part in the in the dub where Ranamon hassles her for like, oh, everyone who whoever called you their friend was just pretending. When you're not around, they say all sorts of bad things about you and whatever. Like, you remember that part? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in the sub, instead, what Zoe says is she says, I'm weak and ugly, and Ranamon says, yeah, even when people say you're cute and strong, this is how you really are. And Zoe's like, maybe you're right. I'm weak and ugly. Weak and ugly. And it's like, why is this, like, 11-year-old girl concerned with whether she's ugly or not. Like, that's such a weird thing to have in this episode. I absolutely the, hate the, it here. The, the, writers, the writers jumped on Ask, Ask Jeeves and were like, what are women's insecurities? No, it was that. written by a woman, though, is the thing. That's what bothers me the so most. So she didn't even have to go to Ask <laughs> like, Jeeves. She just said, what are my insecurities? Yeah. That like, was... Um, that just baffles me. It, it, it honestly makes me feel like I don't know. It's hard for me to read too much into this and just assign things and just be like, obviously, it was this. Obviously, it was ruined by men or whatever. It's like, well, I'm sure there was some like suggestions and notes or whatever, but like realistically, or it could also just be a very sort of conservative mindset that this writer had. Like, yeah, I don't. And it's like, just it's hard to say. It's hard to say anything about, especially as so, as a as a man. I'm I'm not really. I don't feel like. And I'm like best yeah, to like, do. Later on in the episode, when when Ranamon's slide evolves into Kalamarimon. Zephyrmon says, now who's the one who's weak and ugly? It's like, okay, cool. So, according to this episode, ugly equals evil. Yeah, like, exactly. No, exactly. Cool, That's why I cool, put my notes, cool. too. Uh, ugly is evil. Goodness is beauty and to be celebrated. Um, inner beauty is good because that's what Zoe has, so she's beautiful inside and out. Uh, evil but is more defeated. Yeah. Ugly is defeated and it's not allowed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, out, like, the like, out part is more important. <laughs> yeah. It's just so gross. Like, I... Ugh, I just don't understand. Um, like, you could make the argument, it wouldn't be a good argument, but you could make the argument that, like, if these characters were adults and, you know, actually had to deal with, like, stuff about Japanese beauty standards and, like, you know, finding a man before you hit 25 and, like, the stuff that real-life Japanese women have to worry about, you could say, you know, there is reason to explore these themes. You cannot explore these themes with, like, an 11-year-old girl, though. It's so weird. Yeah, like, and it's also just, like, kind of cruel. Like, it's, like, once again, like, it's making girls think too much about, like, societal beauty standards when they shouldn't be. They should just be watching the fun monster show. Yeah, like, girls at age 11 are thinking about, like, dinosaurs and stuff. Like, they're not thinking about, oh, am, am I pretty enough to be considered desirable? That's that's so fucked up that they, yeah. you know, that this episode is pushing that idea. Um... And like, yeah, it's it's doubly fucked up that you know a, a woman's the one who's who's the cat, like you know, the writing this. She's the, she's the catalyst for all of this, like you know, aesthetic essentialism, basically. That's why they honestly, again, like I think they should have just very much made this Zoe's moment to go from heel to face for her to realize <laughs> that, like, like for, like, say. If you really want to keep the Snow White motif, it sucks. It's not really, like, that great here. But you could have uh, Mercury Mon do it to, like, you know, 
get Randomon and Zoe in a, in a scuffle, and whichever one dies, dies, because he doesn't care, because he's he's honestly going for his own plans now. He sort of is like, ha-ha, doth I get mine comrades killed so I can claimeth thine digital world? Like, he he's only caring for himself, so like, yeah, like, set them up to kill each other, but like, have him trick her, trick Randomon, when like, in reality, like, Zoe sucks, like, Zoe is not a good person, she is... Not once in this show, except for Zoe episode, when she has to be a good person because that's the trait she's given. God, and do you do you remember in this episode the part where Ramon, the character who is voiced like a Southern Belle, alludes to Dixie, you know, yeah. the 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 anthem of the Confederate States of America? That was really fucked up. I I don't understand what the like motivation behind that reference was. Who knows? 2002. <laughs> Different time. <laughs> I don't know. Um, was that when the Dixie Chicks got like boycotted for being anti-Bush? Was that that? Was no, that, that, that was time? because they were just anti-Bush. Yeah. See, like, like Dixie, like, can be an area, but she specifically mentions whistling Dixie, which is like you know. The specific reference to the song that was the national anthem of the Confederate States of America. Oh wow, and, that's pretty. Oof. Yeah, and having having her, you know, who's like this character whose entire mannerism is based around being a Southern belle, talk about you know the very real life, you know, Southern proclivities to support slavery during the Civil War is just like. It's too much. It's too yeah, much. I, would I, I don't like, like to give the writer the benefit of the doubt and like say like oh, they just heard that this, like, this southern phrase that they've always heard, and they decided to use it. I would like yeah. to give them the benefit of the doubt, but it is also very uncomfortable. Well, yeah, yeah you can, you can, yeah, exactly. You can you can do that. In fact, that's, I'd say that's almost certainly what happened to Sloan, but, like, yeah, it doesn't make it... it yeah, it doesn't great. take, I'm not saying it doesn't take away, it's still yeah. not great, but, I mean, I would like to believe that Seth Walther does not hope that the Soul will rise again. <laughs> I... I, I I, I doubt it. You never know, but I doubt it. Um, I'm sure he's I, a um, good guy. I um, I have a uh, I have a question. Uh, What's your question, buddy? The comedy stuff in the show. I don't feel like it's just like a cultural like disconnect as to why I'm finding it completely terrible. Right? It it, it every time they try and. Every time they try and do like a comedy episode, which this is clearly meant to be, at least initially, it's so like it, it feels so like obvious, and I don't know. It's just like it, the tone of the entire thing just shifts. Like rather than just having like a, a like a lighter episode or something like that, like the Wacky Races one I thought was pretty fun because that was like a lighter episode, but there was like a decent like plot structure around it. The but the first like half of this episode is just gags. And like, at least with like with all the oh, like the honey bee mon being like, oh no, we got caught yeah. in another situation. Yeah, it's so dumb. And it's just, it's just, it, it's honestly like the equivalent of like that, that Christy the clown putting the putting the like Ming vase in front of the door. I mean, like, eh, eh, and then Bart walks through, and knocks it over, and says, "I didn't do it." It's, it has like the it has like the telegraphing of that, like, <laughs> and just like this is going to, yeah, they're going to get caught in their own trap and then she's going to save them and then they repeat that like five more times or something like that. It's just like, oh my God, kill me now. It's just so not funny. Um, I don't know. They're really bad at slapstick, I feel like. 
Except, but it's funny because the Pokemon and Neymon stuff is funny, but they can't seem to do anything else comedy-wise, like successfully. Yeah, it's just this episode just feels so light. Like this, this episode is is two thirds a rehash of an already shitty episode from from earlier, and the other half is two is two random encounters with Digimon from season one and the OVA respectively. Like it's just. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, I liked. To be fair, I liked seeing Parrotmon. I thought that was a fun cameo. Uh, Takuya's thing here was funny to see again. Yeah, hey, that was fun. These pally, like that was. That was like, This is so dumb. I love it. Pure, purely for dub reasons, of course. Like I, I feel like in the in the, if we were watching the sub, it'd be like okay, Cherrymon, great, whatever. Uh, like, but obviously we have affection for Cherrymon because of that iconic voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really like that, glad yeah. they, I'm really glad they brought that back. <laughs> they didn't have to, but I'm glad they did. Um uh yeah, and then why did JP escape? Like when you I didn't honestly I think I sort of like spaced out a little bit when that happens. So like when he you just, when you he, said honestly, that, he just does. Camp. It's literally just what's that? Is that the script? It's basically JP has had his moment. He doesn't need to be here anymore. And we, because they have like a certain number of orbs they have to get through. So he did his orbs. He's out, and that's it. Like there is no real reason why. Like it is basically just like okay, yeah. like we're getting we're running low on orbs, and we need Takuya and Koji to have their big moments. So let's just kick everyone else out. But like he already beat someone. They could have just kicked him out then. Like, when he had his moment of revelation, he said it's like, he has the big moment or whatever. You and then would he gets think. Thrown he gets thrown somewhere else. And then now he's just, now he's just like, encounters like a random, like, like, like mini boss. And then <laughs> takes care of it fairly easily. And then, uh, and then it pieces out. Like, yeah, like, like I think the, the random encounters would be more palatable if they were actual fights. Like, if you want to have action in the episode... Like put action in the episode. Don't don't yeah. put a, a, a like a, a samurai style single stroke battle. Where yeah, like, you know you cut through it in one hit and then they explode behind you. It's so it's so whatever. It, like I, I don't mind it too much, but I th- I think the JP thing was like just kind of daft for that reason. It's like okay, JP's going to be leading. JP's going to have to do something else. Like he's going to have another big encounter or something if he's still in there. Oh wait, nope, nope, never mind, never mind. Like everyone else has got an out. After their after their big encounter, except for Koji because he never had one really, but you know, uh, it was more significant than than these at least. Okay. Also, you know what bothers me about the Zoe thing? It does. It Is doesn't come as her. Yes, everything. Don't get. I was so upset when they told her to go back to Italy. It was just. Okay. Anyways, for for seriousness, the fact that probably they actually said they actually said go back to Italy. It's the they funniest said... thing. That and the pasta line, I'm sorry, it's fucking funny. I don't care. It's really it's funny. funny. It's I hope funny. I hope that um, the dub writers knew that like this would be absolutely celebrated like 20 years later. I was I was I was half tempted to like clip that like line about oh she 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 only wants to eat pasta. I was half tempted to like use that the for podca- like, a joke or something. Go back to Italy. <laughs> the podcast when jo- when me slow starts shipping Jomi. <laughs> me explaining to slow why I didn't get any McDonald's. Um, go back to because she only eats pasta. Man, if I could yeah. only eat pasta, I would. Anyways, the fact <laughs> is, Zoe doesn't like come to like revelations of like her misgivings, like JP or 
Tommy do. She's like soft brainwashed and dulled into being like, uh-huh. And then she snaps out of it and, and has no lesson. Like, yeah. even if there was an attempt at character development, which there isn't, we got to make that clear. She does nothing that would actually like deserve that character development because she's just like, oh, you did something to me? No, you didn't. Like, yeah. Oh. Not a character. Not a character. Like, literally she, she, just has a, like, she has a set of traits just... that she needs to be for the episode. Yeah. This episode, she had girl power. And she was Italian. She can't win the fight through, like, ingenuity or, like, you know, certain thinking or what have you. Because she's not she's not able to think. She's barely able to perceive. <laughs> she's just there. She is, she is not a character. She is no. just nothing. Um, I hate and her. This episode... My God, they need to remember stop. when I, I we really, had good I, like girl characters in Digimon. Yes, I do. I was thinking about this earlier, and like, because I'm, I'm, I'm sort of. This sounds a bit silly, but like, I'm sort of cogent of the fact that like the one character that we seem to have collectively decided to despise the most is the, is the one female one, um, and I'm like, you know, I, I tried to check I, myself I when I read our but... misogyny sleeper cell. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I always try to check myself when that happens in the show. Like, um, very different example, but like when no, I was no, it's okay. Session... I, I'm I'm giving you the never-ending pizza pasta pass. Go bananas. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, well, that's more that Italian discrimination. Rather. Okay, that's right. What's the... again, discrimination against women, but yeah, um, the the yeah, I always try to check myself with that when when it's like if if there's a character who particularly despises and it's like it's a woman. It sounds silly, I know, like, but I think it very much with Zoe is that no, she's just significantly more like completely one-dimensional than than the others like yeah. it, it really is just a, a fact of the matter um and yeah like i was thinking I back don't on hate some her because she's a girl i hate I her thinking about, she's italian i was thinking back on some of the other characters we'd spoken about before in like previous show series like sora mimi rika uh uh yule jerry uh kari, kari jerry 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 susie jerry, yeah so the light yeah, of my so, life susie those those are a wide range of characters who have had a variety of different opinions on like we've certainly spoke about the ways that we thought Sora was like very undercooked and and we've yeah. spoken about like obviously you're you know Sloan number one Mimi fan and um and we all enjoy the bullet, ride or die yeah and Mina uh wishes death upon Susie and and you know we've had a variety of different opinions <laughs> listen Susie at, had at, more least, at least call me number one Jerry fan <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mina. You've built your brand, and uh, it is very much significantly more. I hate Susie than it is. Uh, uh, I, I, love, I love Jerry. So I, I want so many rants about episode? Jerry in her last her story arc, though. I think it's also because we all like Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, if you have a strong feeling for a character, and none of the others have like that same stronger feeling about it, you just you, you're screwed. Like, I'm sorry. That's your that's your character trait forever. I'm going to latch onto a character at some point, and that's going to be me forever then. Number one. Who, yeah, person, we're going to find out who you hater. can. Yeah. Uh, no, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, no, but no, it's like astounding not. that like a character like Sora, who had potential, but has always been like absolutely like uh, mishandled by Toei, and has been underutilized and undercooked, has had leagues more development than Zoe could ever imagine. Susie, who barely shows up is barely is barely a character i mean i love her she, she doesn't have much she doesn't do much she has more development than zoe who is one of the main characters of this show 
Yeah. Think about it's, that. And it, it's, a six-year-old yeah. has more character development than one of the main characters of a Digimon show. Baffling. Yeah. Baffling. I, except it's, not. It's frustrating. Yeah, except not, because it's Frontier, and that's this is where we're at now. Um <laughs> So this is the episode, by the way, just to get away from like Zoe stuff, because I think we've said enough there, and, and frankly, I might go crazy if I speak about it any longer. Um, I'm uh, this is the episode that made me wonder, like, what the hell the deal was with uh, Sakakumon, and like, because suddenly you have like, suddenly you have the other villains showing up, you know, and you have like what seems to be like, um, I'm trying to think of the phrase, but like neutral parties, like, you know. Inhabitants, for example, I'm thinking, the Honeybeemon is what I'm talking about here. Like, yeah, I, that's I guess what they I was also just, wondering. They could have also just shown up with, um, with with Ranamon, and I'm guessing that's what's supposed to have happened here. But like, the whole thing here of the previous two being like basically set in wastelands, essentially, and like a deserted forest in Koji's case, and then suddenly you have like another forest, and it's like, oh, there's the this this, this could be anywhere. Like, this didn't feel like it's part of like the weird like nightmare realm you know, that it's supposed to be. So that was weird. Um and it was and it was and even in this episode with like where JP and Takuya ended up, like those seemed more like the previous areas or whatever where they were a bit weird and like empty. But for Zoe's it's like, oh we we just we're in the middle of this like one mini arc and hey, guess what we're gonna be doing we're gonna be we're gonna be doing an episode that really could go absolutely anywhere else. Like I just felt flat, and that's what also confused me about um, Mercury Mon is uh, having him show up early on. And I was my initial thought was that it was like a hallucination that Ranamon was having, and like it was showcasing her insecurities Maybe. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, not just like, like Mercury, Mercury Mon chatting shit. How, yeah, how does he so. manifest him, himself as Mercury Mon inside his beast spirit? And like, yeah, like. I was kind of wondering, I'm like, wait, so like the Honeybee Mon were real? Like, how did he capture all of these random Digimon and be like, hey, you want to go get some spirits <laughs> yeah. for me? I'll, I'll maybe let you out of my orbs. Yeah, if it was like literally just generally Mercurymon, like trying to fuck with Ranamon in the exact same way he was fucking with the kids, like, that's kind of like, that's kind of tw- twisted in a way I can kind of get behind yeah. the villain. Like, that, that's kind of, that's kind of like gnarly, but like, like I'm kind, of, I'm a kind of appreciating Mercury Mon's like as he's speeding up his long game. He's like, you know what? I don't care about Randomon. Let her die. Like I appreciate that. He kn- he knows what he's about. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a, he's like. Well, I, I doubt this will be as successful as I'm I hope, probably might make it, it well. sound here, but like, he's clearly he's clearly meant to be some sort of like Machiavellian type force or whatever and it's like uh, you know doing stuff like that is at least fun can i can can i give me a villain like this yes i love a good i love a good bitchy villain like more of that that's always fun like have them just be weirdly like backstabby i think i made the star screen comparison before and like yeah that's 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 the that's the shit i like so uh that's that's fun but it was just kind of confusing more more so than than any of that other stuff when he uh when he and ranaman first showed up in this episode yeah, so some some weird stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, just I just feel like I don't have like a lot more to say about this episode. Just hey, like it's, neither do I. Like everything, everything bad about it isn't uniquely bad. Yeah, like it's we we've seen this shit before. It's just boring. Yeah, it's a reflect. It's a it's a it's both a reflection and a consequence of like the previous failings of the show, 
mainly for this one being they didn't develop Zoe into a character, <laughs> so uh, so you end up with this shit instead. Also, their previous like penchants for like weird like kind of sexist um, uh, worldview, as it were. Um, but we still have a positive corner. corner to do. My positivity corner was when that girl said go back to Italy. That was the funniest thing. Uh, <laughs> that honestly I'm like sorry. sent yeah. me like I honestly didn't think that was real. It is. <laughs> it is. I I, I like it. belly laughed. Oh, it. Um, I want to do mine then. So um, okay. because one of my favorite parts, one of my favorite moments in the show, it's the scene where like you know like all the girls are being mean to like Zoe and calling a calling a lasagna breath and all that, and then and then. Um, if they ever do that, they should. That, that's my line. Well, credit me. Watch some Sopranos, Orimoto. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like Zoe runs off, and then the other girls like, sorry, but you know, we we don't have. You know, she does the bullshit, and so and Zoe calls her out. It's like you're a liar. Goose flies over the camera, and then it cuts back, and it's like, okay, like suddenly a goose appears out of nowhere, and it's like, <laughs> that is some interesting as an interesting scene transition like it's not quite complete it's not like it's not like a it's not like a like a like a wipe transition or whatever that's supposed to be called like a wipe call i don't know what the, the phrase is it's not like one of those but like a goose is like the wipe as it were it's not quite that good but um it made me laugh it made the me goose laugh is that. representative of zoe's dark heart yeah just 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 really really someone tried to put a bit of put a bit of pizzazz into that uh, into that scene and uh, yeah it made me laugh so th- there's that at least um Mina what what have you got um I I did laugh at the the part at the beginning of the episode where Mercury Mon is showing up in the in the water to, to basically like shit talk Ranamon and kind of like egg her on into wanting to fight Zoe but like just the way he says it like like he's like a uh, like a high school girl gossiping is so funny. Like he like he's like, oh, you know, Zoe is way prettier and bolder and stronger than you. And she's like, how could you say that to me? And she goes, he's like, I'm not saying that's just what everyone else is saying. <laughs> it was that's just, good. It was it was funny. It made he's, me laugh. He's Even doing like, the thing of like all the girls talking about Regina George at the beginning of Mean Girls. Yeah. It's the mirror from Shrek. I know it's supposed to be the mirror from Snow White, but like specifically, but that, I mean, Shrek is a better like, movie, so the, the the mirror from Shrek is like specifically <laughs> like when when Lord Farquaad's asking about about that. Um, I uh, yeah, that was kind of fun. Mercury Mon, if you're doing like a power ranking of like all characters in Frontier, like I think my top five, the top five probably is going to be like Mercury Mon, Bokemon, Neymon, Tommy, and then. There's a four, there's a fifth spot. God, that Garbumon who showed up. Uh, you, a contender. Yeah, I'd say that's a contender for that spot. Sure. No, actually, not? um, Why Angler. Not? Angler is number five. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, that's I forgot good. you, Angler. I love you. Number one with a bullet. Because <laughs> he's a train, uh, like a like a bullet. Tra- you get it? Yeah. Uh, no. You get it's like a bullet train. You get it? That wasn't inten- that wasn't intentional. Don't lie. It wasn't, but it still works. <laughs> so screw you. But we're done.
we're done. Oh, that was that was a lot of that's a lot of frontier we talked about. If people want to talk to us about frontier, though, maybe they want to talk to us about mischaracter development. Maybe they want to talk to us about random mini boss battles. Maybe they also want to tell Zoe that she should expand her her culinary horizons. Mina, where can our listeners send that to? You can send that into diginovacast at gmail.com. That's D-I-G-I-Novacast at gmail.com. Or you can go on our Twitter, which is the same uh, spelling, at diginovacast. And uh, you can either DM us or just at us, whatever is more comfortable to you. We don't want to make you post things out in the open, but we also don't want to make you, you know, drop a DM if you're anxious about that. So... However you feel best to contact us, you can do whatever. You can leave us an iTunes review. We read those. Um, so, yeah, any anything goes. Uh, look, look up the, you know, the Novacast on your favorite um, you know, podcast app or uh, you know, mobile device, your, your favorite web store, like the iTunes store, Spotify, whatever. Go find us. Uh, drop your comment however you can. Send us a, a carrier pigeon. Um, we will accept anything aside from... Um, Butthole picks, fishing links, or tickle shit. So give us anything but those, and we're good. Yeah, be cool. Please. <laughs> that to be that fair, list is subject to grow. That li- yeah, that list is subject to be added to. Also, literally all of those is like stuff we either ha- A, haven't got yet, fingers- and fingers crossed won't ever get, or B, was like from robots. So, yeah. But still. Don't but do still. It. Just because we've got it from robots doesn't mean we want to get it from you, so don't send it. Yeah. Okay, I won't. Okay. okay. Well, carry on. Um, Take a lot. We have an we have an email this week, though, right? We do. Yes, we have an email this week coming in from Emery Day, and uh, they say, "Hey y'all, I just wanted to write in and say that I'm enjoying the show. I started listening while you were still covering Tamers, and recently got all caught up on Adventure and Zero Two as well. Aww. Your detailed discussion and analysis really does justice to the writing of the series for both the good and the not so good parts." Speaking of not so good, Frontier sure, Frontier sure is a hot mess, huh? Especially episode 15, which was so rancid it made me rage quit my watch through of the season altogether. It was cathartic to hear someone be as mad about it as I am. You're all braver than every U.S. Navy SEALs Dramon for continuing with Frontier, but I personally wouldn't mind if you skipped ahead to Savers. Savers is nice. I'm um, sorry, we're in this for the long... We cannot cheat. <laughs> if we do, we have to uh, wa- If we do ditch this, we have to watch adventure four more times <laughs> so this is regards emery and then below that is his ps um i'm on a digimon podcast as well it's called digimon ghost gaze and it features me and a couple of my fellow non-binaries reading or uh, discussing ghost game uh during highest and off off weeks we do episodes looking back on the gayest moments from past digimon seasons it's a fun time if any of you want to do a guest spot, you'd be more than welcome to join us. Yo, I want to talk about gay stuff on about Digimon, yo. Yeah, I, I, I very much might hit you up on that, because yeah. that sounds like a lovely time. Let's get a collab um, going. They're they're very humble, and they, they said you can you can leave this part out, because um, I don't want to be a self-promoter. No, we love we love hearing about other projects. Like, yeah. I, I'm always looking for a new podcast to listen to, so I'm going to make damn well sure that ever, all our listeners can you know have another podcast to listen to as well. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I feel like covering the Zoe episodes uh, has made this the Digimon Straits uh, podcast because uh, the overwhelming negative heterosexual energy emanating from these episodes. Um, they, uh, am I wrong? Am I right? Am I wrong? Is that is that no, what we say? No, it's just misogyny hours. 
Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. So yes, yeah. I, yes, I'm Italian. Yes, I'm a woman. Yes, I hate Italians and women. There was no, there was no pride to be found in these episodes. Unfortunately, <laughs> bit the wrong month to uh, to cover these episodes. Oh no, um, Mercury and Mons a little fruity. <laughs> well, I can't say, say I, I can't say I disagree. <laughs> but yes, sure, why not? Um, I don't think I'm allowed to say it, so I'm glad you did. you you um, are, but yeah. you can agree to it. Yeah, as as, yes, a, as sure. an enormous lesbian, I'm very happy to to hear that there's more, um, you know, LGBT fans uh, covering this series because I love it so much. But yeah, it is, it is true that a lot of the discussion is dominated by mostly straight white dudes. Yeah, no offense, I, Tom. I've got two thumbs and they're pointing straight at me. So, and I mean that's also just like a a, a thing that happens with like fandom stuff in a lot of cases, especially considering this was a like a shonen kids boy show type of thing for like yeah like, and like yeah there's definitely a lot of gatekeeping in in this shit as well unfortunately there aren't enough digimon fans to gatekeep that successfully so you know I think, <laughs> oh tom I think you say you yeah, like digimon it's... what are your five favorite insert songs from digimon x ross wars anyway that's um... a gatekeeping <laughs> joke for you no i know i'm just I'm saying anyway as in i don't know any <laughs> <laughs> never will never will oh we might learn them we might learn we them. might learn them uh, season after i mean we next. will have to learn them because eventually the, the dub train ends season after next yeah that's uh oof. i guess technically two down anyway yeah that's it that's a that's a that's a great email thank you for thank you for thank your you so continued. much that means a lot we'll we'll have to hit you up because a collab between the ghost gaze and the the Novacast Novacastians. Oh Ghost Gaze, not Ghost Gaze. I thought it was G A Z E. Okay, no, no this makes more sense. <laughs> okay, that makes more that sense was, then. That was my first thought, then I quickly realized no way, no. <laughs> that's not what it is. And then and then and then yeah, you confirmed as much. Uh, okay. Yeah, no. So ghost looks at you. Yeah, uh, I was like, I, because I, I thought like you know, ghost game, like ghost gaze, because you're you're gazing at the ghost games. Okay, yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Yeah, we should steal that. We're, that's what we could. <laughs> we no, probably... no, let's, let's let's not steal from our <laughs> valued uh, compatriots and and peers. Let's not. <laughs> okay, if you insist. Anyways, thank you again for that email. Yeah, thank you for your continued uh, enjoy. Hopefully, enjoying the podcast and uh, and yeah, yeah, I appreciate the kind words. Yeah, yeah uh, thank you. Honestly, I I really appreciate going back and checking out seasons one and two because I think like I'm not sure I could go back and revisit seasons one and two at this point. I think we've we've just improved so much since then. It'd be it'd be hard to to revisit. I have listened to um, our zero two retrospective once, and but also just cause, like that is a, a that was a good time between friends as much as it was a retrospective. With a with a pal offering very, very smart commentaries, but I could not. I don't think I could go back to Wet Hot Edamon Summer and listen to that all the way through. <laughs> that, that was like a, that was one of the best episode titles we've ever done. Like we we popped off way too early with that. Yeah, Frigimon Adventure I, was really good. I, I I must admit I I couldn't ever go back and like listen to an episode just because frankly it's like. I don't know who's been in the past and I feel like we're, we're we've been better about it lately but I feel like that we were a bit too ref as in I was a bit too referential about like memes of the day or whatever uh, but um I do like going back through the episode titles I must admit I I they are the, the ones that I did at least or came up with at least they are my children I'm I'm proud of them um they're my greatest accomplishments uh, I'm really happy <laughs> I got to convince Tom to let me put a Joe me joke in one of the episode titles my biggest accomplishment 
Yeah, I, th- I think there was one where it's like, we're going to do it. We just need to find the right moment. And by the right moment, I mean the, the episode where I can't think of a better episode. Well, you also like the pun, which it was a good pun. Yeah. yeah we also we also, we also still need to get our Evangelion uh, title for this season at some point. So we'll get there. It all do keeps we? tumbling down. Is that is that a running joke or something that I've just totally Yeah, we, we've about? done one for each season so far. Okay. All right. Well, um, yeah, I guess we'll think about that. Um, we'll, we'll get I'm not there. sure what to call this one. I'm not sure what to call this one. Probably not this one. Probably not this one. But we'll we'll figure. We'll find the right moment. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. Hey, Koji, getting the robot or something. I don't know. Sorry. We already did that one. Oh, we did. Okay. With Kari. <laughs> okay. Fuck. Fraud. Um, yeah. Mina, what have you been up to, and where can we find you? I am on Twitter at Scrafty Devil. Uh, lately, I've kind of just been continuing on the same way I've been, uh, you know, I've been doing lately. I've been playing uh, Unite, I've been playing um, Master Duel, I have been, um, you know, just staying at the grind for a lot of, like, you know, competitive games. I haven't been doing a lot of single-player stuff. Uh, I played the recent uh, Vampire Survivor update, though. That, that, That game still continues to slap super hard. Um... It's amazing how this game is like two bucks, and yet I've already sunk like twenty five hours into it. Like I put more, I put more time into this than both of the the Pokemon games released in the past couple of years. That's really impressive considering how how into Pokemon I am. Wait, did you say twenty five? Twenty five hours, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, sorry, I put like definitely like triple digit time into Arceus. Arce- Arce- <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. like I I still haven't beaten Arceus fully, so. Um, I'm 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 way behind on that, unfortunately. But like, yeah, I I usually put like you know at, at the very least like ninety to a hundred hours into a Pokemon game, if not more. I think my Pokemon Diamond save file from like two thousand seven has like five hundred and sixty hours in it. I think um, my black and white file might even be longer than that because like it's that was like the, the first game where I, I started getting into competitive battling, so. I think the fact that Arceus doesn't have like competitive battling at all, like as the end game, um, maybe a little less enthusiastic about like pushing through to to the end. Even though I know it's like it is a super fun game, I'm, I love it a lot. Uh, but like, there's not really like that carrot dangling at the end of the string uh, to keep me going. I'll definitely finish it soon, though. I I, I gotta get it done with before uh, Scarlet and Violet come out, so that I can transfer my my precious team. Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so like, other than that, um, you know, continuing to watching, continuing to watch the shows that I'm watching every week. Uh, the Barry season three finale was fucking insane. <laughs> like yes. One of the one of the best directed episodes of TV I've ever seen in my entire life. If Bill Hader decided to pivot exclusively to directing after the show is over, I would not mind at all because he is incredibly talented at it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I I was floored with that episode. So I I watched that too, and it was just like. It was great. There's just like so much crazy shit happens in that, and like it, it, it's that that show is really just the one that keeps you guessing, like more than any other show I've seen in a while. Like it's it's yeah. it's it's great, um, and you just you never you're never quite sure like what emotions you're gonna end up feeling <laughs> when you watch that show. It's but uh, like in this finale, you know, certainly had me feeling things I wasn't necessarily expecting to. Uh, you know, weirdly yeah. kind of almost positive ending of sorts. Like, I don't know. 
it's 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 really good. So yeah, I, I'm really excited to see how it sort of wraps up in the next season. I think I think the next season's the last one they're gonna do, so if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think I think they've only been renewed. They were renewed for season three and four. Um, at, after season two wrapped, um, so unless they renew it for a fifth season, um, while they're making four, I don't think that their fifth season is going to happen. And like, not to give anything away, but considering how season three ends, I have a very very hard time seeing how they're even going to do season four, let alone a season after that. Yeah, exactly right. Um, there's a few hooks, but like, there's some, yeah, there's some stuff. Um, yeah. Good show. Yeah, it's, better, it's a great better, show. better than Frontier. <laughs> yeah, very, very much better than Frontier. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so like I've, I haven't been up to a whole lot, admittedly. A lot of been doing a lot of um, you know freelance stuff, trying to keep afloat. Uh, you know, haven't had like more than like a couple hours at a time to to really play games or or engage in, in other media, unfortunately. Um, I did rewatch one of my favorite movies uh, last week, though. Have either of you heard of Searching? Yeah, I've never Have seen it, but I've heard of it. No, yeah. Heard of so that. it's 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 a, it's a, a it's like a, a thriller movie starring John Cho that's entirely presented through like a computer screen. Um, much like the the really shitty horror movie Unfriended, except like it actually does it well because Unfriended was written by a bunch of like. 50-year-old men who have never used the internet in their life, so it's embarrassing how bad the the film's grasp on, it, like, basic internet concepts is, but, like, searching is the opposite. It feels so meticulously researched. It feels like the writers and the um, cinematographers, because, like, they're, the writers are the ones who actually had to write in, like, every single piece of text that appears on the screen, every single message, every email header, Every, like, you know, Reddit post, every tweet, every single thing that appears on screen had to go in the script. And the cinematographers had to actually present it in an accurate way. And it is astounding how, like, how much it understands not only the internet, but how people use the internet. Um, it's hard to talk about this movie without, like, spoiling, like, what makes it so tantalizing. But it is one of the greatest, like, mystery films I've ever seen in terms of how it delivers and unfolds its mystery to you. Um... It has at least three oh shit moments, which in my mind makes it a great mystery. <laughs> so, um, it's super underrated. Like it's it's so underrated that I'm pretty sure you can buy the Blu-ray on Amazon for like eight bucks. Like it's it's a very good movie that did not do nearly as well as it deserved to. So if if you're a fan of uh, you know uh, mystery films, if you're a fan of thrillers, or if you just want to see a good movie overall, I would I would definitely recommend checking it out. Interesting. Yeah, I one of my, I realized I heard that one of my friends hadn't seen it before, so I kind of forced her to watch it with me, <laughs> so, which is like what I want to do with some of my favorite films. Uh, but yeah, so well, what will be Tom? Where can we find you? What did you up to? You can find me on Twitter at Cold Man Hot, um, and um, I've not not been up to um, I've been up to a fair bit actually. Um, well, in terms of being things I've been up to, is a weird way of phrasing it. Uh, but uh, I, I've got a computer. Uh, I've, I finally Yay. graduated from having uh, a, a dog shit Chromebook uh, to having a fully fledged desktop PC again, which You're is very nice. You're now a true gamer. True gamer. Yes. Well, the thing is, is that yes, I am uh, uh, now on. Uh, now I've got access to Steam again. Uh, Did so you ever accept my my request? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah, okay. I had a few requests come through, and so yeah, I, I, I have. Uh, I was just making sure. 
yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, now I'm on there. I'm back on Steam, so I've got access to my library again and start digging into games on there rather than playing them on the Switch or whatever. Um, I can start using Game Pass, so I've got a trial for that. Uh, like a, like it came with a free month of, of that, so I'm trying to fit on as much stuff as I can in a month. Um, <laughs> thankfully, there's loads of games on there that I've been meaning to get around to and was kind of curious about getting on Switch, but now I don't need to because, hey, Game Pass. Um, so I've been playing a few things. Um, I started playing through um, uh, The Pedestrian, which is a very good game. Uh, it's a platformer, puzzle platformer. The The hook of it is that you are playing the game on signs. So like on like road signs, on like, um, you know, diagrams and like leaflets and stuff that have been pinned onto walls and stuff you're basically like a stick man and it's like a stick man in the image of like a like like the kind of the, the guy you'll see running through a door in like a fire escape sign or whatever like you know it's it's that kind of like stick figure with that same sort of look uh and he's like going from all these signs to another so he can travel between them um the main sort of like gameplay gimmick this presents is like there'll be areas where you can like stop and move around like the different like leaflets or signs or whatever so that you're trying to match them up so that you can then connect them via doors or via ladders and essentially what you need to do in each area is like you need to figure out the route you're going to take because you need to basically connect everything together start going on the route and then you need to be able to like get to the exit or you know get back with an item that you need to take because sometimes later on in the game it starts doing things where like this chapter will have like a hub area and you need to like get items from each of these different branches and bring them back and stuff like that. And then meanwhile, while it's panning between these different signs and stuff, there's like, you know, a fully like rendered like city scape in the background and stuff like that. It's really pretty. Uh, good music, really pretty um, and just quite fun and quite inventive uh, and uh, a little challenging as well. So I've enjoyed that a great deal. That's been one that's been on my radar for like a long time, but um, I was kind of wait, kind of waiting for a console port to like anything but Xbox. Uh, but now, hey, turns out it's on Game Pass on PC, so perfect. Yeah, it, it looks really cool. I want to give it a try sometime as well. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to I, check I, that out. I mean, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I get the feeling it's probably not that long, so I'm, I'm like, I think I'm about like halfway through after like playing for. Uh, there, there are so hours. many good games. Out right now, like I, I want to, I want to play Neon White, and I want to play Shredder's Revenge, and I want to yes. play AI: The Somnium Files, the Nirvana Initiative, and I want to play like Digimon Survive when it comes out next month. There's just not enough time or money in the world for, for all of that. They need no. to release less. Ga- they need to anti-release games. We need to take games away from existence. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's so. I did play Shredder's Revenge. Uh, it's very, it's very good. Um, I'm not the hugest fan of the beat 'em up thing, but like I've enjoyed the turtles ones in the past because they're very like they're very approachable and like you know they're, they're just fun. Um, this is no different. Like very like gorgeous to look at. Um, the soundtrack is phenomenal. Um, I'd say even that by itself is probably just worth a listen. Uh, but yeah, really really good stuff. Uh, so really enjoyable. Uh, beat him up there, but not not a great deal to talk about necessarily about that. Um, uh, and then the other thing I was playing was some of these Next Fest demos from Steam. So they're like doing their event where they do a bunch of like demos from upcoming 
typically like independent like developed games um so i've been playing through a whole bunch of those i did put up a thread on twitter if anyone is curious but there, there are generally basically two things that i've really enjoyed from there so far i know three things actually um one of them was basically rhythm heaven uh it's a game called melatonin i'd say check that out if you like those games like rhythm games it's it is structured and plays identically to rhythm heaven but like it has its own look and feel so and you can never get enough of that um, one of them is called Frogun, Frogun, uh, Frogun. I'm not sure how you pronounce, supposed to pronounce that, but it's basically you have a you have a frog, which acts as a gun, or a gun which acts as a frog, whichever way you want to put it around. Um, and it is a, a 3D platformer in like a very sort of PS1 type vein. Uh, it's incredibly fun. I really enjoyed it. I'm definitely going to grab that full game when it comes out because it's really, really, really fun. Um, and also, then I played a game called Angerfoot, uh, which is by Devolver. It's very Devolver brand. Uh, you know, it's that kind of like OTT, like ridiculously like over the top music. Uh, it's very Hotline Miami. It kind of plays like a first person Hotline Miami. Uh, you you can use guns, but like the main gimmick is that you have a big foot, so you can do a big kick, uh, and you can just like boot doors down. Uh, it does the thing where you kick a door down, and then if the, if there's an enemy behind the door, they just get annihilated. So it's and it's and it's like more or less one shot kills essentially. So it's very much like you know very hectic, very fun, incredible, incredible time with that. So uh, I'm looking forward to the full release. Anyway, that's what I've been up to. I would definitely be talking more about games now that I have a PC and like so much shit to play. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'll leave it at that for now in the interest of time. But, but yeah, I've, I've been enjoying that quite a lot. Um, Sloan, where can we find you? What have you been up to? You can find me at Sloan Rosette. I haven't been doing much. I've actually had a very busy week. I finished a prototype for a game that has been in my planning works for like eight years now. So, Congrats. I did, I did something. It only took super long and struggling through a lot of stuff, but I did it. That's really the 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 most of it. I've been doing it. I had to do it for an online course. We had to get a prototype up and running. So I, in a whole week, I did some not so great art. I did a bunch of writing. I uh, finagled with a bunch of Python, which I don't know that well, and I created something. So nice. That's it's awesome. nice to it's nice and neat to make things, and it makes me feel good and happy. Oh yeah. And other than that, um, finish Strangey Things of the the first volume. Uh, if they kill off my favorite character, I am going to fight the Duffer Brothers with my bare hands, and I will defeat them and end them. It's, it seems likely. I have some friends who are also kind of theorizing it might happen. So. Duffer Brothers, I know you're listening to the premiere Digimon Rewatch experience, so change the script right now. <laughs> I I wonder um, which character is your favorite. Like, I, it's really hard to tell. Uh, I could. Uh, it's Steve, <laughs> the absolute best boy. Wait, are you, are you being serious? It's not Winona Ryder. I mean, she also is. Like, I mean, she's my she's my favorite character, as in my favorite person. But like, <laughs> the thing is, they've kind of squandered Joyce in the season in particular, which kind of sucks. And ah, I see. I, honestly, yeah, see, I wouldn't. I, I haven't watched any of it yet. I, I saw that like each episode of this season is like an hour and a half long, and yeah, I was like, I just do lot. not have the energy for that. <laughs> That's valid. Uh, we got sucked up in it pretty easily, but Steve's character has been super consistent from like the end of season one when he made his turnaround on, and they've kind of been uh, 
wavering and like underutilizing Winona's incredible acting range and talents, which is a shame considering how strong she came out the gate in like the first season and whatnot. But it, I mean, if they all if they killed her off, I would also like end them because you cannot hurt my queen. But also, the if they hurt Steve, I will literally just like I will just be so upset. They just materialize and suplex them both. Yeah. That's it, really. I haven't been up to much either, and plus in the interest of time. Anyways, um, next week, episodes 27 through 29 of Digimon Frontier. We've got another three-peat going. More Sakakumon. All Sakakumon all the time. That's the Novacast. That is what we do here. All we talk about is orbs. Biblically accurate legendary warriors. This has been the Novacast, and thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone.